It's cool we don't just hike. We we also like go out to like events together, like, mm. you know, PR events. Because a lot of the people in the group, they're like plugged in with PR and mm-hmm. or they're like artists themselves. So we we help each other. We're building a literal Get community. community for yeah. real. And it's mainly black important. people. That's Man. great. Yeah. They just don't want to show up at 6 a.m. at the at the park, though. Yeah, I don't know about all that. It's 6.30, actually. That's the yeah. deterrent for me. It's going to make it hard for me. Uh, wait, is that what you invited me to the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was Well, that one was at 6.30. Uh, I mean, we didn't get started until like 7. Cause yeah, people, man. Because people were walking in like, uh. Yeah. But we I, got it in. Though. I was like, maybe. And then you said six. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, what time? Oh, six thirty. Well, I'll be still asleep. Six th- no, but usually because that like, extra thirty minutes really makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. Make me surprised. <laughs> so I get there at six thirty. Everybody starts scrolling in at like six forty-five. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. if you, if you tell people seven, mm-hmm. then they're gonna start scrolling in at like seven fifteen, seven thirty. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You tell them six thirty. They'll show up like 6.45, 6.50, and you're like, all right, at least we can get, we can get started by 7 o'clock. Right. We're so predictable. But, I mean, but it's a good way. I mean, I like the challenge in it. I, I like the challenge in it because it's it's a way to start your Wednesday. It's like coffee, but it's also like you're beating yourself. You're, 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 you're surpassing your own limits. Oh, I was about to say beating yourself. What are we talking about? Uh, right? no, <laughs> I was about to say, wait. You just hit wait, yourself. Wait, 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 what kind of beat <laughs> here, Because even this morning with, with, with both Sierras, they were like, oh, I'm so tired. And I was tired. You know, I had no sleep. But afterwards, you like you just feel so good. And you get this like exhilar- you get this exhilaration to where like you can literally jump off of rocks and like jump and like leap up like a, a canyon, dog. Man, like, that was something. That's cool. incredible. That was crazy. It was like, running it was crazy. Yeah. No, I Cause, thought cause, I was gonna... I did legs yesterday and yeah. having to run up there. Uh. Yo, my legs was hurting. Mm. Yeah. It was hurting. We got my workout though. So hey man, it's a way to start the day. What's up, y'all? Y'all tuning in right now. Y'all here? Y'all good? It's we the Leaders good, of Made Everyday podcast. You know what it is. It's your boy RJ Walker. And your boy Victor Cam Window. The homie Cameron is here at per usual at Stickman Studios at S-T-I-K-M-A-N Studios. Follow him right now. But we have a very special guest today. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. When I met this guy, already knowing his work, I was like, wait, that's you? Like, and he has so much range. Uh, you may know him as Trice from The Shy. You may know him on, on Love Is. You may know him on, on many other projects that he's done. This guy has range. He's an up-and-comer. And I'm going to struggle through his last name. But all y'all know is his first name is Tozen. That's right. And his last name is Moro Hunfala. That's a very good That's a very good try. It yeah. was, <laughs> it more and Fala. All right, let's try it again. So what's up, y'all? It's the Leaders of Made Everyday <laughs> podcast. RJ Walker's here. Victor Cam Windows here. You know Cam's here. We ain't got to talk about it. And we have a very special guest, Tozen Moro Hunfala. Yeah. How hey, you doing, hey, bro? Hey, I'm hey, good. But you got to tell him. You got to tell him to say his, his first name, though. <laughs> Tozen for short. Oh, you, you know? need the whole thing. Yeah, we whole need the whole thing. thing. You want my government. Yeah, you need the whole thing. So <laughs> they know. So they know it's, it's official. It's official Nigerian. Yeah. O- Oluwatosin. Oh. Oluwatosin Moron Fala is how my mom would say it. It's, uh, that's the sexy way she says it. Nice. I'm going to let you say it, bro. You, you killing me on that. How you feeling, brother? I'm good. You know what's funny? You said uh, I, I be, you know, I have a big range and all that stuff because it's the same with you. Like, the the sh- the show I know you from is Atlanta, and yeah. you 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 hella like 
like shady, creepy, but also like, like real smooth, but yeah. also like what's up this dude's sleeve? Yeah. Like you got that like that mystery thing going on yeah. hella on that show. But in real life, you seem like a nice guy, cool just like guy. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, se- he seems like a nice guy. That's the thing. He seems like, seem like a nice guy. guy. Seem. <laughs> you know, I'm a nice guy. Well, that's why I chose the role. Like that that character in particular, it was like because everyone thought they knew who he was. And then as soon as they found out, they'd be like, oh, wow, like this is a dynamic character. Mm-hmm. And I love those kinds of characters. I mean, stagnant characters are cool for, for day players, but like, or day player roles, you know, when I get the guest stars and I got to like give information. But right. playing those roles where you get to like show your range, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right? Surprise. But, yeah. It's like all surprise. Yeah. But I saw you. I, I looked through all your reels. I looked through your commercial reel. I looked through your comedy reel. Man, he's out th- here selling us Jim Beam now. You he's know? Selling, <laughs> <laughs> you selling Jim Beam now. He's huh? selling us Jim Beam now. I'm trying to stay away from the bottle. So <laughs> I look, I'm watching TV and I'm like, oh, I got to go support I gotta the I got to. I got to. Because my man's. I got to drink that whiskey. <laughs> So, are you directly from Nigeria, or were you from Kansas City? Uh, in? First of all, you the one got me drinking Malawi vodka. The Malawi gin we had actually. Oh, no, no, so- no. That day was Malawi vodka, but if you need some Malawi gin, we got some Malawi gin right there. Looking at <laughs> after hours for the after hours, yeah, you feel that me? shit messed me up, bro. Yo, <laughs> he was, was yo, he was out there dancing too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was. I saw the videos afterwards, and then I remembered all the people I met, and I was like, man, I, I, uh, I was kind of loose for all that. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of loose for all of that. Uh, <laughs> that's what you get. I, that's why I love Drew's crib, man. I'm there almost like every Saturday, bro. Like it's either super chill or just popping like that. Mm-hmm. It that was, was that yeah. was fly. Was that your first time there? I was my. I had been there for like a table reading but i hadn't been there for a party yeah and i was like yo this is lit yeah i forgot to bring my trunks i wish i brought my trunks yeah yeah, yeah nice you'd have been in there with jean jean yeah. yeah jean stays in the pool jean man. that's jean's pool that's his thing he's like the only one him or sam if anything they're like yeah. the only two in the, in, the, in the pool i never get in the pool i never put my toes in i need to do better i need to learn how to swim <laughs> but, uh, we already talked about this just wait till you get your crib in the pool when i get my crib you, i'll learn how to swim that's uh, that's good. Speak that into existence. No, that's facts, man. That's like uh, I was I was born in Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, my, okay. my parents immigrated uh, uh, two years before I was born, eighty uh-huh. six. So I was born in Pennsylvania. Then we moved to Kansas because my dad got residency there. We were raised in uh, Kansas City suburbs for the most part, okay. and then uh, then I went to school, uh, KU University of Kansas. Okay. And then I worked in theater a lot for three years in Kansas City. And I moved to Chicago, worked in theater there. Then I started doing more TV and film. And I had already been kind of doing indie film. And so it was an easy segue. And then finally did The Shy and then moved out here. So Which part of uh, Pennsylvania? Pittsburgh? Uh, Harrisburg. Okay. Harrisburg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you say you did some work in uh, Chicago theater. Uh, you yeah. know, which which one? Did so you do Second I, City at all? I did. I kind I was there like a little little was it like me name? and my independent team performed at Second City and we oh. performed at Improv Olympic, but not too much, just like a little, because uh, mm-hmm. we didn't like go through their programs. Oh, uh-huh. so did you do like Goodman Theater? Or? I did the Goodman. I did uh, Victory Gardens. I did Court Theater. I did Northlight Theater. I did Looking Glass Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were all of them. I I, I yeah. wanted to go to Chicago and do a Goodman Theater, bro. Like, it's that was my thing. I can't recommend Chicago highly enough because the thing, especially if you're an actor, especially if you're an actor who comes from theater, like you have the most variety of everything there. Yeah. You can be doing the improv scene and that's the, that's the Mecca of it. You can be doing 
theater and get into all i mean they got 300 theaters yeah there. they do and you can also and the, the tv scene is only blowing up more and more there's like 10 shows shot yes, there it is. so yeah. you could do a little bit of everything i think i have a buddy who just shot a movie called widows out there uh, uh a little while ago and that, that i mean it's they doing stuff chicago's doing things chicago is like like heavy on the arts it heavy is. in the dance scene uh one of my favorite choreographers ian eastwood i got hip to him out there um uh, the museums, the, uh, the just the culture in general. Mm. Summertime I, Shy is my favorite too. Yeah, man, it's great. I feel like I feel like had there been more light shined in Chicago in their art scene, there'd be more South Bend transplants. Definitely yeah. is because yeah. you know, like a, a lot of us from South Bend who grew up in South Bend, like that's the only reason why I wanted to go to Chicago yeah. was because I wanted to continue. You know, since I'm a thespian, mm. I, I wanted to continue my theater journey in Chicago. But it just so happened that you know that winter came in Indiana that year, and I flipped a coin and I said I'm going to I'm going to L.A. I, oh, well. I couldn't do any more. It was just like that. Yo, <laughs> we had we had the polar vortex, bro. I was literally uh, stuck in the house for a week. What and a year? Half. That was uh that was 20, 2013, 2014. I remember yeah. this. Yes, when it was really, really cold uh-huh, uh-huh. and you couldn't go outside mm-hmm. for like a week and a half. That was my first t- winter in Chicago. And I was yes. like, is this and the shit that I signed up for? The yeah, wind exactly. slices that you was through your what gloves. Literally decide like made me do a decision. Uh-huh. Because I was going to Chicago the whole time. I was like, I'm gonna go to Chicago, yeah. I'm gonna do theater in Chicago for like at least a year and a half and oh, then yeah. move out of Chicago. Then that came. But then that came. I said, mm, <laughs> mm, I, can't, nice. I can't do this anymore. Even like coming coming off the airplane and uh taking the I think it was the blue to the, the uh blue line? Yeah, I, I forgot I forgot where it was, but it was downtown and just carrying my luggage like a few blocks down to the underground. Yo, it's cold. Yeah. You you get frostbite in your hands within a matter of minutes. Your earlobes, uh-huh. bro. Yo, yeah. I was yeah. bundled up. I had the gloves, I had the North Face, I had the pea coat. I had the hat because you know I stayed with the hat. Yeah. I had everything. And I was still freezing. Mm-hmm. That was cold. Yeah, but yeah. I miss I personally because I mean I'd rather be cold than hot. Personally, wow. I'm, I'm alright, bro. Nah, I'm okay. Man. You came in the shorts and the KC. I'm okay. Man. Burn me in a fire. You see what I got? Burn I got. me in a fire. First. What? Bro, <laughs> no, me too. man, freeze me. Uh-uh. No, I'm no, alright. Ziploc. <laughs> Yo, I was I was I was excited to see snow the first time I moved to the United States. I, when I first came to the United States, I was excited. It was a winter in '98. That's the first 98. time I came. Yeah, first time I ever see snow in my wow. life. I was wow. like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is awesome. And that lasted for like two weeks. And then it was yeah. down <laughs> from there. And then you're like, <laughs> okay, like, so right, snow melts. Right. When over. does it yeah. stop? <laughs> huh? Why is it getting higher? Right? Yeah. Yo, South Bend snow gets like all, like that'll get up to your kneecaps. It does. It'll get past your kneecaps. It's, it's annoying. And you know, you know, the most annoying thing is that like, like I can do the November, December snow, mm. but it's like when it starts going from like, Late January, January, February, into the spring. March, into the sp- that right, that little stretch right yeah. there. Yeah, and you're going to school, and you got to work from yeah. one class to another class, bro. I'm done. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Miss me with that. <laughs> I do, I do, but I do miss the Midwest for it. I mean, uh, you you got to have your time. You got well, yeah. There are people who I've heard of seasonal affectation disorder or whatever. Mm. Like when the seasons like give you uh, emotional, you know you know, depression or whatever. And mm. I feel like you have the opposite out here, which is like, it's hot all the time. Yeah. And some people, it's like, like yeah, the they start feeling like they lose a sense of time or space just because everything is so warm all the time. I feel like that's probably why, like, it's so easy to, like, forget what day it is out here. Mm-hmm. I, I just a little. Oh, hell yeah. I'm thinking about that right now. That makes sense, actually. What's today, Tuesday? No, it's Wednesday. 
Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we're here. Yes, it Shit, is. I thought it was Thursday. Legit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. It hasn't been an ongoing thing of because like, we went to college together, and I yeah. know what day. I know what's going on. Ever since I came out here, I don't know what day. It is. <laughs> I remember what month it is. I remember how old I am. Uh, RJ fifteen. Oh, watch out, man. Hey, uh, it's your mom. Your mom. Is my mom yeah, on here? Yeah. Dope. Mom, don't say my age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what was it like? So growing up in Kansas City. I mean, well, actually. Did you go? To, have you ever been to Nigeria? Have you been? Yeah. So we went, we took vacations every couple of years. So I, I've been there. I've only been there three times. Um, uh, the last time was like when I was 21. So it's been mm. some years. Okay. And uh, I love it. It's just great to see where I come from. But it's also very clear that I am an American when I'm there. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, you know what I'm talking about. Because it's just like, it's. It, it, you could smell it on me. You could see it from a mile away. I don't speak. My, my family's Yoruba, so yeah. that's our tribe. That's our language. Mm. But I don't speak it. I can understand it some. But even beyond that, even if I did, you could still tell, like, this dude is... So American, it's unbelievable. That's what it was like when I mean, you I got just... people offering me their daughters and stuff. Like, it's Wait, like... what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow! Like, do you wow. want to take her to America with you? <laughs> she really likes you. Oh God, my, <laughs> my old she's God. a doctor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I mean, I just, I just like okay, I just came from London okay. in the winter, and this is like my first time outside of the states. Oh, really? And it's the same way they smell the American on you. And it's not like, okay, you're white or you're black. It's like, oh, no, you're an American. Yeah. What's up with Trump? And yeah. I'm like, and, they, and everything that America goes through falls on your shoulders. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. I'm like, yo, I, I left. I mean, I'm, I'm on my way back. But, hey, dude. That ain't like, my fault. Dang. It is your fault. You know what's funny is you just made me realize something. I've never felt more American than when I'm not in America. When you're outside of America. Yeah. I when just realized that. When we get, it's crazy because when we're in America... It's separated. What, it, whatever reason, whatever stupid reason, whatever, it's separated. But when you go out to like London or Africa or anywhere else, mm -hmm. it, they, they, they separate you from where you are. America. Yeah. They, they really do. It's, I it's, mean, if only like America was like that and we were like, oh no, we are one race, we're American. Man, they're but, really, like, even, even when I went back home, it was my first time being home in 17 years. Wow. You know, I've been home in 17 years. Wow. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, I was like, you know, I was excited to go home. And then uh, my, my homie was like, I just want to let you know. Like, you're not from here. <laughs> not yeah. no you know more. what I'm saying? It's not like, no it's like when people see you, they're going to know you're not. You you don't live here. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? Style. Like, I speak the language. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. I know everything. Uh -huh. Sure enough, I got there. I went to the bar, and everybody was just speaking English to me. And I'm like, uh -huh. and I'm like, yeah, I speak the language. He's like, nah, you're not from here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. wow you are from there. smell it off of you, I was man. like, excuse me. Man, you've been in Cali way too long. You've been in Indiana way too long. You got the Indiana Cali. In I should have had an Indiana swing, too. Yeah, you know, a little something. <laughs> Then he was like, let me get this Malawi vodka and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, let me just sip let on me. this vodka. Hey, man. Leave. I know what I came for. <laughs> yeah. They ain't, they hey, let me live. Vodka I was home. Leave. I ain't been home, so I had to celebrate. <laughs> no, no, that's the reason to celebrate, especially because, I mean, we talk about it all the time, because of the things you're doing out there. Yeah. So uh, so you say you went to, uh, what college did you go to? University of Kansas. And you yeah. studied theater there? I studied theater there, yeah. Oh, wow. Was it double major or just straight up theater? Just straight up theater, despite... My parents being like, make sure you have a good backup. It was really just all about the theater. All about theater. Yeah. It speaks It speaks in your work, man. What about Thank theater? You. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in terms of instead of film, just... No, no, I, just what about theater? Like, drew you to studying theater? Man, I, I don't know. I just came into this world for that, I feel like. Yeah. I, when I was young, I always knew I was... I, I wanted to be an actor or a drummer. Yeah. And uh, then eventually I realized, man... 
I think I could be a better actor than I can be a drummer. So yeah. I chose that one, and uh, I never, never look, really looked back. I seen you on the sticks, man. Yeah, posted on IG on the sticks. Thank you. Yeah, just a little here. I'm getting rusty. I'm trying to get my chops. Keep back it up. up. You might yeah. have the the remake of Drumline. They're, this they're, is what I'm saying. They're remaking you know everything saying? else. This is what I'm saying. Making like, where's mine? I want right. to do my drumming movie. That'd be cool. How long you been playing the drums? Since fifth grade. So that's. That's you, some twenty years. Were you doing like in the church? Were you doing it on your own in the band? I was do. I started in school. I was doing it uh, in you know concert band, symphonic band. Then we had you know pep band for the football games and marching mm-hmm. band. And then I did the funk and jazz bands. You know all of it. Oh wow! I used that's to, cool. I, I used to be a beast on the marching drums, and then and then and then church. I was just playing trap set for you know my Baptist church. So it's just a little bit of everything, you know. Wow. Mm. Any other instruments? Nope. Just the drums. Just the drums. I wish I could play the drums. I wish I could. I'm I on the piano. I didn't train <laughs> at all. I was just teaching myself by like YouTube tutorials. That's kind of cooler though. That's well, piano. I don't know. Just well, being able to just like have a sense about it, like and just be able to produce like that. Yeah, that's that's a skill. A yeah. hell of a skill. I made now, a few I'm, beats too. You know? I'm I'm always mm-hmm. mad about the piano. Cause, no, because my mom put me in lessons when I was in Africa. My mom put me in lessons mm-hmm. when I was like six years old in piano. But at that at that point in life, I didn't really care about piano. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't interest me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So my mom kept paying for piano, and that kept, like, ditching. So mm-hmm. I would, she would drop me off, and I will be there, and then I would, I would just be like, I'm going to the bathroom, and I will just leave. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. But then, yeah, <laughs> you would do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's you. But yeah, I remember, I remember <laughs> in high school now regretting it because I mm. really like I've always wanted to play an instrument, yeah, like guitar and piano. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. You know, my my version of that is Spanish. I wish I had taken more Spanish and continued to focus on it. Or learned your bat. I mean, I just really wish I was bilingual. <laughs> yeah, uh, all of us. I mean, you still can learn. It's not too late. What piano? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I still can. But I mean, now, but you're but always now. in the gym, and you're always getting yours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you priorities. Yeah, the, right. The right. nerve of RJ telling me about the gym right now. <laughs> hey, come on, man. You go get yours. I need to. <laughs> I know I do. I own it. <laughs> wait, what was I gonna say? So wait, so. So well, Kate. So I will say this: I do need to shout out Kansas City, though, because yeah. Kansas City is my first home, and uh, and uh, as as in terms of the people, in terms of being raised there, my family. It, I mean, it's a beautiful place, yeah. and also in terms of the theater scene, like there's a lot going on in terms of the theater. It's thriving and it's been growing. And oh yeah, you, yeah. You're not gonna find like TV there, but you. Right. But it's a great place to do theater. I just have to shout out both Kansas City and Chicago. Cause so do you have a particular, like, play that, that like, you did and you were like, oh. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I mean, I started doing children's theater in Kansas City at the yeah. Coterie Theater, and, and and that was, like, a big, like, training ground for me. Wait, how, how old were you again? Uh, well, I was an adult oh, doing okay. children's theater. Doing uh, theater for children. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dang. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, deal. no, I didn't start professionally that young. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, this last year, I did uh, A Raisin in the Sun at the Kansas City Rep. And that was my everything. I mean, Wait, was, this last year? Yeah, 2017. How, how did they feel about that? Because, like, you're doing things. Uh, well, that's exactly the appeal. I mean, you know how it is. If you're in a bigger market, yeah. you're more appealing to the smaller market. Mm-hmm. And it was at a theater, the Kansas City Rep, I've always wanted to work at and never gotten a job there. And then I moved out to Chicago. I was doing work there. I was suddenly on TV. And then they were like, will you come back and please do this play? And yeah. I was like, "Yes, this play? I would love to come back. Uh, what role did you play? Walter Lee. Woo! 
Woo! Yeah. We got two Walter Lees in the house. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Say yeah. word. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was the show that got me to be like, this is what I want to do for the rest mm. of my life. That'll do it. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. you know what's funny is, I, was, I told this last time, is like when I auditioned that, I was like, they're going to give me the African. Yo, that's exactly what I <laughs> knew you were going to say. That. That's exactly what I thought, too. You're the only Asa guy, right? Yeah, I was like, I'm de- they probably want me to be Asa guy when they call me. And I was like, yep. sure. I, I would probably think about doing that. And then they were like, well, and I was like, oh. But that's the same thing. I was like, I'm going to audition for this. I'm going to be Asa guy. Like, I was set. I was uh-huh. ready to be Asa guy, uh-huh. Joseph Asa guy. Because it's a great role care. still. It is a great role. Uh-huh. And then they were like, you Walter Lee Younger. I was like, it's lit. oh. I think it's some, there's something about it, like, Almost like a rite of passage type thing. Yes. And, and also, like, when you get that faith and that endorsement, it's like, I don't know, it just sealed the deal. Yeah. And it yeah, sealed yeah. the deal for me, too, in terms of like trying to put down theater for a little while and yeah. focus on film. Mm-hmm. So it made it easier to move out here, being like, okay, I just did, I just did Walter. That's, that's going to sustain me for a while and yes. emboldens me and helps me feel even more sure of what I'm doing. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's incredible. We got two uh, Walter Lees. We got two and, thespians in the house. And one, <laughs> and one Father Marsh from Little <laughs> Women. That was my first book. <laughs> what first was play. it? Father Marsh from Little Women. No, it was crazy. It was in high school. I mean, you know, I auditioned. They loved it. Whole, whole cast was white. And I had like an entrance because I had been off to war or something. I still have the tape at the crib. I have the VHS. I, I walk in in my scene and they're like waiting. They're like, where's Father? Where's Dad? And I, I pull up, <laughs> for, for lack of better words, and they're like, Dad! I sit down in the couch, and there's a blackout. But right before the blackout, someone in the audience is like, oh, he's black, though. <laughs> and, and I'm just smiling there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said it audibly. Yeah, no, no. Someone in the, someone in the audience said uh, out loud, he's, he's black. black though. Yeah, he's, he's black, though. <laughs> Uh, that invalidates this whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm here, so I got to commit. That's so funny. That's yeah, some dude. rough shit, though. People, it's funny to me where people's imaginations stop. Like, yeah. where they yeah. just stop wanting to believe in whatever we're doing. It's cool, though, man. It was fun. I mean, I, oh, I was just about to say shout out to my parents also because uh, they uh, they came in and gave uh, advice on Asagai on the Nigerian role. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they gave like a cultural perspective. Oh, that's and cool. So that made that production all the more like homegrown like, and yeah? like honoring my family and stuff oh like that. Oh my god. That's awesome. Yo, that's cool. My bad. I cut you off. Oh no, it's all good. <laughs> I was wondering though how you transitioned. So what was your transition from the theater to learning the the industry and the uh the technique of TV and film? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, cuz it's different, you know. Yeah, I mean I guess it started with doing indie film stuff in Kansas City first. Mm-hmm. So and, and in college, there's there's a couple guys. This guy Tyler Doring, I've been making films with since school. We've made like eight short films, and every time we get a little better and we grow, and it, that kind of thing of like sharpening iron, sharpening iron, iron, iron yeah. with like your peers helps you just like acclimate to like okay, the vocabulary of what shot and what sequence of shots we're going to do and uh, what how you can play to the camera or not play to how do you make it as intimate as it needs to be or yeah or how do you keep it you know whatever so i, I would say the indie film world helped teach me that yeah. and then in kansas city when i'm when i moved there and was doing theater i got teamed up with a couple filmmakers one of them was one of my best friends chris bilsma and you know i did some films with him and then eventually we produced films with each other and uh the whole time just kind of getting better and learning and learning and trial by fire really yeah 
Um, I've taken all kinds of acting classes and did theater classes in school, but I've never really taken film classes. Right. And I've also never taken film acting classes or film production classes. So that side of it has really just been like, okay, I'm going to take what I know from theater and apply it and then modify it and then learn along the way, which yeah. I think is valid. I think people can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I also think like being, uh, being in theater just kind of helps you if you haven't really taken those classes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you you right. ju- you just know that instead of being really really big like we are in theater, you just kind of have to like shrink it a little bit. Yeah, but it's, it's it's the same kind of energy. It's the you same know, kind you of know energy. what I mean. You you still have to perform. You still have to bring that same intensity, that same energy. You still have to study the lines the same way you study. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I also I always think like breaking down a scene sometimes. For me, I know it's always easier because I think because of my theater background, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. easy for me to like look at a scene and be like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because we've been doing script analysis yes. for so long. Yeah. And and at my school, we had a class. But even if you didn't, like, when you practice theater, you're pre- it's scripts are so long and you're, every scene has an arc and there's so much. So we, so we, yeah, we've been training on script analysis. So then yeah. when you get me nine pages of sides or whatever, it's easy to go, usually easy to go, okay, this is the arc. This is what the character needs. This is what mm-hmm. function he serves in yeah. the story mm-hmm. and go from there. Also, do you guys do this? You tell me. Me and RJ just walked out of a same audition. Yeah, he, to- he told me that. Yeah. Um, but you tell me if you do this. Um, do you sometimes look at if the character is, a, if it's a regular versus if it's a guest star versus if it's a co-star? And based on that ranking, decide like how much, like how much, how do I put it? Like, how much the character needs, like you mean, like uh, as like far your function as, and like I think I know what you're saying. So like, okay, so say I got a, I'll use like a an example. So say I got a chef role. He's a co-star, mm-hmm. and he's you know he says a line mm-hmm. and maybe improvise a little bit. Then I have a guest star role where he's getting interrogated, right, right. And then there's a series reg where he has to live a whole life, right. So are you asking? Do I, okay, so when you say like how much to give them, do you mean like how much of an arc to give them? How much of one, how much of an arc? Because yeah. sometimes you're just perfunctory, right? And yeah. your co star just coming yeah. in, delivering some information. Yeah. And, and two, also just like how much, uh, how much am I going to like go nuts with my interpretation of this character versus how much am I just like okay. seat filler? <laughs> right. Huh. It really, well, Maybe that's irreverent of me no, to no, say. No, 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 that's, really, that's very, that's very, for me, <laughs> yeah. honestly, for me, it's like, I always look at every single character as, I break down every single character the same. Mm. You know what I mean? Just because it's like, uh, even though you're doing the guess, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, you're just like, hey, 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 uh, but it's like, that hey, 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 better be the best hey, 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 hey. Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like I do it at disadvantage if I don't train you know what I'm saying, at the same level as I do every single character. Mm-hmm. Because then, uh, moving forward, I would I can develop this kind of thing where it's like, well, I'm just a guest star, so you know what, I don't have to, try. you know what I'm saying, I don't have to try as right. hard as I can. Where I feel like you actually learn a lot more from having those little small lines because then you mm-hmm. have like just this little small lines, but you have to give it so much life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Whereby, if you're a series regular, it's like, you have all this time to build this thing. Right, 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 right. 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 So for me, I always feel like that small character is like, 
I gotta go hard on it. It's even harder. It's yeah, like, it's, it's even it's harder. harder I gotta give you a f- the full thing with yes. less time. It's like less. it's like you have to know who I am, what I represent, where I'm from, whatever it is, in in a, in a matter of a second, mm-hmm. in, in a matter of a sp- split second. And not just that. So. I mean, with with the co-star roles, it mm-hmm. is, and people think, oh, it's a small role, so it's like whatever. You're going up against a lot of other people, and they gotta pick the person who stands out the most. Which is true. So with the co-star roles, say if it's just one line, hopefully I'll, I'll say this. Hopefully there's imp- I can improvise. Because uh, if so, I can just give myself and have they're basically choosing people. Right. Um, right. Or, or at least a version of myself that sticks right. out. Absolutely. Uh, with guest star roles, I just I it's more of a and how can I word this? I don't want to say it's a shallow arc. I don't want to say that because that's not accurate. But I do want to say in comparison to like a recurring or even a series reg, mm-hmm. it's more of like a. Uh, so you're delivering the information. Mm-hmm. Make sure I do that. Make sure I go from point A to point Z um, in a short amount of time. So maybe point A to point G um, mm. and be more timely. Whereas with the series reg, how I approach it is, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing, just stretched out more. Like you Definitely, said, like I always feel like I can luxuriate more. Yeah. If I'm, a, if I'm auditioning for a regular or something like, yeah, this time is mine. Like I've, it's, it's the, the show is about your character. So it's yeah. like, you know, you can eat more you can yeah. meal on a little bit more i guess yeah no i guess what you're saying is yeah you a real actor <laughs> no, <laughs> no no no, but for no, real, no like, 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 like what i'm saying is like i always go back to like theater like mm-hmm. everything i do i always go back to theater because i always feel like you know when you're on stage it's an ensemble mm-hmm. so it's an ensemble so if you have like one person that's like yeah, that's like throwing the entire ensemble. You you yeah. you can always tell. You know what I'm saying. You have those yeah. performances where you know this person is supposed to come in at boom, but they don't do it at the boom as they did it yesterday. And it's right. like, what the fuck? Are you just yeah, do? yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, like, you drop the ball. Yeah, you, you yeah. drop the ball. So like, you dropped it. I think for me, it's always like every single role is like I always view it as an ensemble role. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. And it's like I'm gonna make the best of this two two line thing, and yeah. you know, let's do it. Yeah, and with and, with, and with guest stars, it's like. You serve more of a purpose for the, the you, it's an ensemble, but you serve a purpose like whether it's, because most guest star roles I've done has been like like major crimes or like being interrogated for the most part. Mm-hmm. So you're giving information while ser- serving a purpose for the, the regulars in a sense, mm-hmm. as far as TV and film goes. Right, right. Series regular, it's about you. So you're kind of drawing more people in, in a mm-hmm. sense. I, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess the thing that I do, because I really, I do do all of that stuff. I think the thing that I do that is a little I don't know if this is weird or not is I I consciously be like okay am I in service of someone else mm-hmm. or is this about me right and then if it if it's about me I'm a little bit more selfish yeah mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit more like an indulgent maybe I don't know if that's the good word for it or not and if it's and if I'm in service of someone else then I I will tend to be sharper and uh get in get out a little yeah. bit more so i can make room for them um because you know the other thing about it is you i don't know i, I guess I, yeah the other thing is about it is you're joining like a family like when you join a set that's already in motion and it's already a family and it's yeah, already yeah. like got its father figure and mother figure and it's move i'm just jumping in as like some weirdo cousin you know, step cousin or something. And I'm just like, hey, what up? Let, I I want you to. Ke- I don't want you to drop the ball. So so I guess it's, I'm saying the same thing, just in a different way. Like, 
I have to b- catch it I, or bounce it back or pass it back. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give you something so that you can keep performing your duties as yeah. father of this household. Right. Um, it's not to the point where you're overacting, though, or yeah. like overdoing it, because I've seen that. I've seen like a lot of that. Like you, you get a guest star role and you treat it as if you're the, 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 the star and then you actually <laughs> screw up the story. Right, right. So it's like and there's that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why you got to balance like how you, know, you approach the co-star, how you approach the guest star in a mm-hmm. series. Because if you overdo it, you not, I mean, if you get the job and you overdo it, I don't want to say you look like a bad actor, but mm-hmm. you look like you're just trying too hard rather mm-hmm. than actually being a part of the picture. I think I think the phrase "know your role" like totally comes back into play. Here. Yeah, and it's really I guess it's really just that like know your role, know what you're servicing. Yeah. The other thing I've been thinking about lately is like how much time and effort like as an actor like st- while still giving it the respect to build a full character, yeah. mm-hmm. how much time and effort you give to like some sides before you go into. Oh yeah, that's and definitely if, different. And yeah, and if it's like a regular <laughs> role versus like a four-line co-star role, and you still want to create a vivid character, yeah. but mm-hmm. you're like, I can't give up all of my life to to you know to it, overly yeah, 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 yeah. concoct something for this four-line guy. Exactly. Like when I when I was on when I was on Baskets, right? When I did mm-hmm. the co-star, it was like a chef, and it was supposed to be one line, and I did one line. But I didn't overdo it because it's one line. I'm simply asking, what can I get for you? Mm-hmm. But that grew into me having a whole scene because of the improv. And wow. all I did, all I did was, like, I, I just lived in the truth of the moment, basically. Like, I was, it wasn't even an, an actor thing. It was more of a being thing, like mm-hmm. slipping on an outfit, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, with a co-star, like, you know, you can approach it, like, with all you got. But I feel like, it's like you have a painting and it's supposed to be an array of colors and it's like a palette and it's a palette that you're that, that you're supposed to follow. And then you take your own color and it's like super bold and it's like sticking out, but it's taken mm-hmm. away from the bigger picture. Right. Right. So, so that's that's how I, that's how I look at like co-stars as opposed to series and guests. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to know how to gauge and monetize right. your energy Yeah, because you can be a great actor. You could be a great actor, you know, theater trained or whatever mm-hmm. and put all the energy into a co-star. But then it's like, well, you're not. You're not, not looking at what your actual role is. You're not even like honoring the whole project. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah. Yo, our metaphor game is real. Oh, oh yeah. Real, <laughs> real on point right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we're living in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're that's living what, in a moment. That's what it's about because what I learned, because after like, you know, theater and, and high school, going to college and then traveling and then even some of the training out here that I've done, I learned that. You can do. You can have all that training. You can have it all, and it, it it helps. And you need that. But the spark that a lot of people neglect is the believability, and the believability comes from a version of themselves. Yeah. It's like right. it's like Oof. there's actors who cover up themselves because of their acting. Yeah. Yo, what you're just what you just explained is like like so simple and so complex all at the same time yeah. but it's so true like it's, it's fact and i don't know that i don't i don't even know if i ever learned that in my education mm-hmm. so much as like realizing it out in the world because in theater you can in my opinion from my perspective you can transform more mm-hmm. you know that's a i'm using air quotes for whatever that means <laughs> you can transform yeah more and become more crazy, radical, different characters. You can put than sideburns you on you, color your yeah. hair, you and can... half the time you're in an ensemble and yeah. you're playing six different characters anyway, yep. with mm-hmm. six different accents and and whatever. But uh, I find in film there's more of a closeness to self that you're playing. Yes. You're still playing characters though. 
yeah. dynamic characters who are not you, mm. but there's more uh, of self in that. And yeah. what how, how you described it was so perfect about like, it's almost like they're acting, but there's also this this mask on of something that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, a, it's, like you get, it's all about believing. Like, Films you watch, TV shows you watch, mm-hmm. you 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 gravitate towards the more towards the characters that you either relate to or mm-hmm. that you believe. Mm-hmm. And you can put on a mask and that'd be great, and they can be entertaining. But me as an actor, like me being myself, one of my goals is to make sure that you believe me. Mm-hmm. It, it's all about telling the truth. We're, we're, we're storytellers, right? Yeah. You know, so when it comes to like like comedy. Like you can play the the big, and I've seen you done comedy, and you you actually like I said you got range, dog. Thank you. Bro. Um, but when it comes to comedy, you can like stretch a bit more, especially in sketch and like mm-hmm. SNL, Mad TV, or whatever may have you. You can mm-hmm. you can if you put on these masks in a, in a in a fun way, it's entertaining and it works. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like drama though, and like stuff like that, like I gotta be like, wow, I've said that before. Oh wow, I can see myself being him. Right. That's why that's why I love that's why I love actors like Omari Hardwick. Yeah, or like bro. he's so killer. He's oh, so yeah. fire. Omari, 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 dope. Because he's always true to he's yeah. always true to himself. Yeah, and Omari it's like dope. and it's like it's like Omari Hardwick. I mean, we don't gotta say Denzel because that speaks for itself. Yeah, but like all these great actors, uh, 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 I'll even put Lakeith Stanfield in there because I think he's next. I feel like I don't yeah. want to say modern day Samuel Jackson because that undercuts both, but <laughs> he's like the guy hmm. who's just and he's gonna keep going. Lakeith, yeah. like he's gonna keep. And he can he can do it. His his range is crazy. I I just watched uh, the the one uh, the new joint on Netflix. What is this? Uh, come Sunday. Come Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sunday, I saw that at yeah. the premiere. Yeah, yep. I, I, I just I just watched that uh, <coughs> this Sunday actually. This mm-hmm. past Sunday. Yeah. Funny enough. Crazy and movie, ain't it? It's yeah. it's a crazy movie, but his character though, it's yeah. like. I really like his character. Man, I really mm-hmm. like his character. Like he put in some work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, for me, I always respect that because yeah. like you yeah. you're actually if if you put in work in your character. And you see it, you see it live, or you watching it. You can always tell, like, yo, mm-hmm. he put in some work. Yeah, yeah. he was firing that. Yeah, and that sh- that movie is important too. The message it of is. that movie is, yes. is really important. It messed me up because I was like, yeah, I'm raising the church, and then and also I was confused because I was like, yo, he's saying this though, but mm-hmm. y'all are saying that he's saying this, and it was just this whole thing, and I'm like, yeah. And it's crazy how not a lot of people knew about that story. No. I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know about that story until, funny enough, I watched. Uh, I like watching the four. You know the four with, the P, four. with, P, with P, Diddy P Diddy and, and DJ oh, Khaled, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the daughter of that dude, uh, I think her name is Majesty or whatever, mm-hmm. came on the show. She actually like auditioned like, for the show yeah. and she got a seat. So she she talked about it and I was like, oh shoot, that's crazy. Yeah. And then when I saw the previews, I was like, I, now I got to see this. Yeah, yeah. Because like I didn't know, I didn't even know that was a thing where people people really like shamed that dude, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's and it's and he, I I think he's not the only one, and I think it's happened multiple times over some decades, and there's continuing like growing movements of Christianity and Christians who who no longer ascribe to or believe in the concept of hell mm. or, or or the literality yeah. of hell, and rather think of it more as a, a concept or a, or a frame of mind or. It's a crazy. Uh, the and guy. I, I love it personally. What's the name of the guy? What's the name of the uh, the, the main character that? Uh, I don't remember his name. Well, whoever. Oh, oh, you you. Yeah, there you go. The character he was uh, based off of. The guy he was based off of was at the premiere. Yeah. And then he was like, there were like people. It was crazy. It got crazy. Like there was this. Uh, there was this woman who, uh, sorry, quoting scripture. She had the Bible with her, 
And then he was talking about uh, like the, the different translations of what certain things are. Because there's mm. many different translations. I don't want to get into mm-hmm. religion too much right now. But talking about the film. So mm-hmm. the guy, he was he was like just spitting back like the different like translations and how certain things are taken literal and certain things aren't mm-hmm. the original like like hell. What did he call it? Uh, it was like an actual place. And the place just burned for like days and days. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the name of it. Um I'll probably remember it after this podcast, <laughs> like, like like how things usually happen. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was crazy. And it's crazy just to see the, just his, like, his story, but also, like, the immense amount of research he's already done. Yeah. There's a play yeah. called The Christians also that I can't remember who wrote it. But it the same subject matter, it yeah. might even be based off the same dude. But it's, like, it's a thing. And it really makes you realize how much religion is, uh, you know, regardless of faith in God or whatever, how much yeah. Religion has been used to be either divisive or yeah. cherry pick which things are true or yeah. untrue or fake or or, or fact or metaphor. Yeah. You know that's why that's why I choose spirituality. I mean, I know this isn't a religious podcast, <laughs> by the way, people, but that's why I choose spirituality over like organized religion. Because think about it. So, okay, so you got to go to church every Sunday. You got to listen to this person tell you the word. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we all learn this by is, ourselves? That's I, that's sorry. I'm totally keep going with no, what no, you no, said. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I feel too. Like the whole thing about the Bible is it says we no longer need an intercessor. We no 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 longer need that. Yeah. So if Jesus came and eradicated the need for that, why are we still going? Yeah. To preachers when we should be communing with God directly. Yeah. I I'm not saying that we shouldn't have preachers yeah. because I do think that they. No, I feel like the church service, but they're not. Yeah. essential to to communing and reaching and it's not the only with, way with god like the way is him he's yeah. the way but exactly. and it's like it's like i feel like it'd be more effective had i mean i have a lot of opinions about a church and it goes into finance and a lot of stuff uh-huh. but i feel like it'd be more effective if we do our due diligence and commune amongst each other mm-hmm. that's what it should be but instead mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people they're like oh well the pastor said this today this is like, what well, is because, what because that's today? what was exactly. used back in the day to like literally tell people how to live lives yeah. you know what i'm saying like if you really look at it uh i was raised in the church so mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. raised in the church you Me know too. what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i i didn't, it was, it's not like i woke up one day and i was like oh i want to go to church today it was like right. no we're going to go to church and we're going to do this every single sunday literally so raised it in becomes, the church so like, it becomes your thing like yeah. you're not even knowing it because mm-hmm. you don't have a choice right. so it becomes ingrained in you that you know what i'm saying like every sunday i wake up i go to church you don't mm-hmm. even know why you're doing it right you know what i'm saying and then you get older now you have all these questions yeah you know because you don't start realizing that until like you really like you start getting older and you're like wait a minute yeah especially this generation now i feel mm-hmm. like this generation is is woke as hell mm-hmm. because it's like yeah. we question things you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like back then you couldn't question your parents right you know what I'm saying? You couldn't have, you couldn't be like, I'm not going to church today, mom. You know what I'm saying? You would be mm-hmm. like, why is this? What is this going? Why is da, 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 da? Just because it's like we were literally taking the church and to put the fear of God in us, literally. saying if you don't go to church, what do they say? You go to hell. Yeah, if you yeah. if you do this, you go to hell. So your whole yeah. life is like, oh, I'm scared to go to hell, so yeah. I can't really do this. Instead well, of educating, instead myself. of actually educating yeah. yourself into like yeah. the reasons why yeah. these things are happening. Yo, yeah. and sorry, I'm just going. No, you're good. You're good. You're and to add on to that, we're you know African families. Woo! Like, oh my God, that's that's all we know, and and there's a reason for that because through all kinds of uh, turmoil or adversity, that has been the thing that has kept them together and 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 bonded and and thriving is a belief in a, a divine god who mm-hmm. will rescue 
and that's that's what got my parents here. Yeah, and and I don't disbelieve in that, but it's uh, it's so tied into it's so tied into um, their ideology and approach to life and approach to family, literally yes. raising in the church. That it's it's uh, to, uh, any any anything seeming like it shows doubt about that practice challenges too much of their ideology than they can even and process. the whole family turns looks at you like what the heck are you yeah. talking about uh-uh, that's yeah. not you know what i'm saying and and yeah. that's not right and and that's the part that i don't like the fact that it's like just because i don't agree with your ideologies there's a fact that i don't agree with what you're saying doesn't mean that i i, I hate god you, you understand what mm-hmm, i'm saying mm-hmm. it just it, it just makes me a christian like i have yes. questions that needs to be answered yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna take a left but it's not too far off it's like a relationship right or a friendship right mm. i agree you know how how much i disagree with some of my closest friends right or if i'm in a relationship we have our disagreements doesn't mean i don't love you right doesn't mean i don't like you that's real i have the freedom this is this is why freedom of speech this is why freedom of will was given mm-hmm. it, 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 it's like you under it's like we're talking about religion but this is the leaders made everyday podcast so don't forget that <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like it's kind of like you undercut god in a sense or wh- whatever you may believe in you undercut it when you're like oh but you shouldn't think that free no yeah. why would he give it to us exactly and you take it away from exactly. me exactly well like why i feel like he'd want that yeah. because it brings us closer when i ask when i when I, and it's crazy, like if I, if I'm being in a if you're in a relationship, right, and there's things you don't know, and it may cause conflict because you don't know, and then you start asking questions. However, it may go. If it's an argument, but you find resolve, you've grown closer to that person mm-hmm. because y'all survived an argument, mm-hmm. and you've. Su- Hold on, I'm sorry. Do not call me when I'm filming this Mayday podcast. So I was saying, but it's like you grow closer after that, right? Because yeah. you've experienced this and you've survived this and now you have new, new understanding. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like you said it's a like a bonding agent and it makes your faith stronger. Yeah. It I makes feel like, your relationship. I feel like there's a whole thing about having this relationship with God that it's like this thing where oh if you doubt him or not even doubting him but questioning certain things around mm-hmm. the concept of him they're like, oh, well, you're you're a bad person. No, I'm actually trying to get closer by understanding. But but I don't even think it's questioning him. It's not like, questioning so him. That's the thing. Like mm. you know, what I'm saying like we're not questioning him. We're questioning everything how it's being practiced. We're questioning yes. y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're questioning systems how systems created yeah, by systems, man. You know right. What I'm saying? Exactly. That's what we're questioning. Yeah. Because it's like, because like when 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 I went home, literally, I had this thing in my head when I went to church. I was like, this is not right mm-hmm. because of the way things were being practiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know you know what I'm saying? And I'm like. I know I'm not questioning God. Yeah. I know that's what I'm doing. No, because you see the people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm questioning, like, the way everything is being practiced. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you look, religion is religion is responsible for a bunch of murderers in the world from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not God, religion. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because religion was created by man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's just it's just weird. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I feel like people our age need to talk about yeah it's something that you know because when you easily talk about it that's how you know what i mean like you're having great conversations and you learn about like how to think how to think outside the box and things like that because i feel like we've been ingrained so much with this one way of thinking that way we can't question anything because if we question it then we're actually questioning god when that's mm-hmm. not even being that's not even true about mm-hmm. it right Right, hundred percent. So yeah, come Sunday. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah that's that okay. a great. Hey, Lakeith, <laughs> man, you gotta talk about come Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny because I actually my first year of college, I was a theater major, but then I was also a biblical studies minor. So it was like I had both, and when I would travel, I was in a group called the Genesians, 
and we we were a traveling acting troupe that would act in at certain churches like in certain like you know uh out the outskirts of south bend like amishville or like whatever you want to call it but it, it was interesting you know coupling the two and also seeing like you, if you okay you know those uh those films like you know about the rapture you know those yeah. the christian oh, films yeah, that yeah. They, left behind left behind and oh, yeah. there's other films too I read all those books Is it left I feel like <laughs> I feel like because I don't know this happened. I mean, the only time I feel like this has happened maybe was Passion of the Christ, but yeah, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> but besides that, like a, a, a real film about spirituality mm-hmm. that was great, mm-hmm. and that was that, that wasn't preachy because there's right. a lot of like Christian films that are preaching. They're like, oh, this is the way and yeah, only yeah, my yeah. way, and not open to like the bigger picture. So I feel like, man. I don't know who's listening. I don't know what directors is, is listening to the Leaders of Mary Every Day podcast. I know y'all want to watch. I know y'all watching. But I feel like there needs to be like one of those where it's like it's a either about religion or involving religion plus spirituality, but mm-hmm. it being relatable and being real. I f- yeah. Yeah. I think there's I think there can be more of that because yeah. it, it tends to be that religious movies tend to be funded by like the church. Yeah. And then they're very heavy handed and it's yeah. it's not as enjoyable. Yeah. There's one coming out right now. I don't remember what it's called, but it's about a kid who's like realizing he's gay, and mm. I can't remember who's in it. Uh, but oh. yeah, yeah. Well, he's, come Sunday is kind of close to that if you yeah. think about it, because it's centered around the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also is like about a guy who was portrayed as maybe questioning it, mm-hmm. even though he was just questioning certain things in the Bible. Yeah, he was. The movie I'm thinking of is is has Joel Edgerton in it. In it. So whatever. So it's coming out. Yeah, if anyone's listening, yeah. Joel Edgerton. Oh, I can't even say his Joel name. Joel Edger, 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 Edger. Edger. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna mess up Tosin's last name, Angels. Okay. This is the mess up your last name podcast. <laughs> Ooh, boy, we went, we went, we went there though. We went yeah. There. Well, um, can I listen? I know you, it's your podcast, no, but no, no. if you don't mind, I'm a segue for you right now back to my work in a way that's relevant to this. Go ahead, dude. Which come on. is that you know, on love is. You know, I'm playing a character named Keith who, you know, is pursuing the main girl until he, in a drunken shroom-infused, like, fever dream, confesses that he might be gay. Mm. And it's so funny to me how certain, you know, Christians or close people or whoever are immediately so critical of this, of his homosexual, possible, possible possible homosexuality. Yeah. Because it scandalizes their beliefs. Yeah. Yet, I was Trice on the Shy, a, a cold-blooded, real-ass murderer. Trice is real. I was a murderer. <laughs> Yo, Trice was And people crazy, don't have moral, the same moral objections. They're just like, oh, man, you was a badass, bro. You was Man, sexy. when you put that kid, you put that kid in the, in the man. <laughs> nah, nah. Let me, let nah, me. man, you know what Trice <laughs> you, know, you know what Trice had? Man. Trice, Trice had the look. For me, Trice had the look. Cause I, I I I remember boy when that when that when that uh when that G when that G wagon pulled up you know what I'm saying yeah. and rolled down the window and you see Trice's face yeah. it's like ooh yeah it's it's, it's my about this money and don't right pull here. up like, to him at the like, barbershop unless you mean business you, you know what I'm saying yeah. and then and then and then and then, <laughs> and then the way he smacked his homie yeah. at the end in his apartment <laughs> oh man he Yo, got he, it he, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I had to oh lay man him down. I had to lay him down yeah Yo, he like, did. Yo, like Tell me about developing Trice. Yeah. Uh, like, like like the character Trice. Because you're like, even when I met you, when we talked on the phone, I saw you at the audition yesterday or the direct producer session yesterday, uh-huh. you're just a nice guy. 
Yeah. He's a super glowing guy. And for y'all who watching, if you've never seen The Shy, you gotta go see watch The, the Shy because you gotta check out Trice. Trice is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not a joke, but we were with Tozen right now. So, yeah, what was that like? Uh, for that one, uh, it was crazy. The audition itself, because I was actually directing a play in Colorado at the time. Yeah. Mm. And, I, you know, I got the audition and I was like, I don't know if I have the time to do this because I'm so focused on directing. And then I just spent like an hour and a half with the buddy and we just knocked it out in the lobby of the theater. And, you know, like like a good friend, he helped direct me a little bit. And uh, all, you know, this is a perfect example. Like you only get so much information, right? This is yeah. a guest star role who's who ultimately had six episodes of The Shy, but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know how much more information there was to be had. And this character in particular is all about mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you craft a character when you don't, you literally don't know what you don't know? Like mm -hmm. you don't, and he was crucial to the plot and crucial to the the murder that started the whole storyline. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, what do you, <laughs> Yeah. so you kind of have to paint archetypally, I think, not not broad strokes, but, think in terms of archetypes instead of stereotypes and just be like, okay, what's this man about? He's about power. He's, he's, he, in the first scene, the audition scene, we learn that he's got an OG who's coming back to town. He's trying to take back his territory. Oh boy, that's but an he, OG for it, real. It sure oh, yeah. is. And, but my character Trice, he runs the block now. So by nature, he's going to have a little bit of a, ch a chip over on his shoulder. Cause he doesn't want to give up what he's, what he's built or what he ha has inherited. And, and so he's going to be a man who holds closely to power. And if he wants to play the long game, that means he's not going to be a loud mouth. He's not going to be just uh, eruptive. Yeah. Instead, he's going to be precise. He's going to be calculated. Yeah. And he's going to be methodical. He's actually going to be a businessman, mm -hmm. which is what a lot of, uh, you know, people who are in high power positions in the, the gun running or the drug running game are. They're they're. They may be criminals, but they're also just businessmen. Yeah, they're 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 precise and um, certain, and they know numbers. And so I just thought of Trice as like that—a a guy who's in a very powerful position, who wants to think of himself as powerful. Yeah, and who uh, wants to be a good businessman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That reminds and doesn't want to be challenged. Yeah, <laughs> right. You don't play that. Pride, don't that, pride, play that. that pride. But but you know what what's crazy? I think I think my, my favorite my favorite thing about, about Price was was actually Trice. I mean yeah Trice I said Price. Uh, <laughs> don't my favorite thing you. about you say he gonna pull up. <laughs> I know. Don't feel me. me. Yeah. But my favorite thing about <laughs> about Trice was like watching him watching him go through his like vulnerability stage when he doesn't want to be vulnerable, especially when the OG come through. Mm -hmm. Like like you know Trice is like man this motherfucker yaddy 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 but yeah. i think deep down trice is like yo this og here yeah i don't even i don't even know yeah. like the games he plays and the games i play are yeah. like two different, different levels two different levels and it's and that's exactly it because it's also there's also reverence there's also some respect yes he 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 knows that dude yeah exactly and he has some respect for me he learned a lot from him and in the first scene we see him kind of like pay a little bit of respect like i'm running the streets just like you taught me to like yeah doing things the way you said but then also like there's still this competition and this don't challenge me and then and then this how is how is this og gonna steal my dog like how yeah. how's he gonna steal my dog he, he, steal that I dog. Even, he just took that i dog. didn't even know how to, 
I didn't even know how to calibrate. I was not ready for that. Yeah. So he, he keeps him off balance, and Trice got to find a way to bounce back. Yeah, I think that that was my favorite thing, just to see that that battle mm-hmm. of yeah. like self. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how far do I let myself slip? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that was my favorite. This part. actually goes yeah. back to I'm I'm gonna I'm go back to what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say, but I'm also gonna speak on how my role kind of reminds me of what you just said. Mm. Uh, vice versa. So yeah, yeah. that kind of speaks about how you approach co-star, guest star, recurring guest star, mm. and, and, and series regs. So say you just got a guest star and you playing this gangster, right? Yeah. You have this one moment or maybe two moments to show your your your, your hardness or your, your the, the gangster side of you. Right. And then the resolution of what happens or whatever. But with a recurring or a series reg, you get to see these levels of uh you know someone who's in the drug game in the street game you don't just see someone who's mad all the time mm-hmm. like with you, you right you see someone who's, who's like okay they have this power they have this charisma about them which is why he has these followers right he also has his vulnerability to where it's like okay you know uh does he have a softer side to him is he right. is he cool is he just showing a human side you get to show more of your humanity in the more uh, crucial roles, it right. seems. And that, that's what Trice definitely did. Well, I appreciate that because yeah. that's, yeah, that's like, it, it was it was a good question for me that I would ask myself. It's like, okay, is he vulnerable? Where mm-hmm. is he vulnerable? And yeah. where are his weak spots? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's a nice showcase as an actor as well as as the character. Like, yeah. people are more than just two-dimensional. Yeah. He's not just some angry, you know, violent, right. you know, drug you know drug slinging criminal he's He's not debo all the time he's just beating people yeah 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 yeah. so i think of him as a business tycoon and then that heart helps to kind of round out the picture yeah but yeah it does it does it's like you man it does make me think of your character though because well that's how it's crazy because and it's crazy you said that you know because it was a mystery we didn't know who done it we didn't know what and with with uh when i got the audition for atlanta they they just said okay this type of this is the type of character they gave me this the size I didn't know what was going on I didn't have the script so it was a mystery to me so I was like okay how can I play the character of Clark County make him believable and also like give them what they want where he's nice right. but devious uh, charismatic and smart uh, but like a free spirit mm-hmm. so when it came to what was it because the the third episode was the last episode we shot it was all like cross shot so we would shoot episode two first then we would shoot episode 11 then nine oh god then three no right yeah yeah and it was crazy but what what my wants and needs were was okay if clark county is in this position if he's at bizarro spotify how, what is he gonna do what kind of vibe is he gonna give to show that one he's liked at this place right and two uh he's not gonna do anything to mess he knows how to he knows how to like move he knows how to move, mm-hmm. and that comes with the, the the friendliness, but also like the little deviousness of like it's nice to see some black people here. That right. like that whole thing where he's like, "Hey, I love it here. I love all these guys here. I'm cool with everyone, all the white people, but yo, we need more of y'all here." Yeah. So, <laughs> so and, and then with the with the with the three, it's like Clark County. I, I I approached him as like this. He's like a wild card in the sense where he doesn't show you how smart he is. Yeah, he just lives in it. Uh-huh. But he had his mind is always going, but his face is always showing you this yeah, smile bro. or whatever until yeah. you get on his nerves or like uh-huh. give him this like like the engineer screws up mm-hmm. that 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 gets under his skin because that's his work that's his money. Yeah, that Cam, I, Cam, don't screw up, it, it, over there, bro. <laughs> he, he, Cam knows what it is, man. Cam squad, Cam a gangster himself. But it's like balancing the the friendliness with the you know like I have a plan and 
I got this bag and I'm getting this bag right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a I'm gonna put myself in the position where I can't lose. So he's playing chess while also playing stupid. Yeah. And I, actually maybe stupid is derogatory. He's playing chess while playing innocent. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So so balancing that and 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 without giving away too much and without knowing too much, I just focused on what was in front of me when I was in, uh-huh. when I had the Bizarro Spotify thing, and I was like, what am I doing now? Mm-hmm. And what am I thinking about later? And what have I been thinking about before? Man, that is so confusing. I might, need to, re- I might need to rewatch your episodes. Cause I was, I was fascinated. I was, you were the most like fascinating character on there for me. Yeah, was, I've been getting a lot of love for that character. Yeah. Because it's, because it's just what we're talking about. Like, yeah. I didn't know what you were going to do next. I had no idea what you were going to do next. Yeah. I had no idea what's this motherfucker going to do next. Yeah, it was beautiful. But, because, but also I think it's because, like, for us who watch Atlanta, for everybody who watch Atlanta, like, we know what, what Lakeith, uh, mm-hmm. his his character is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We know what Childish Gambino character is. So it's like mm-hmm. to see this this new character in, 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 in a form of, like, a, Kind of like a, a new age kind of guy, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he's he's not old school. Some sense. He kind of reminds me of like um. He, he kind of who are those who are those young dudes that be rapping? One of those. Migos. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Well, uh, where where or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like mm-hmm. he, he's one of those dudes who's like nice with everybody. You know what I'm right. saying? He probably went to high school with like a bunch of white kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just cool. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can relate to him. It's right, just the life right. of a party. But then like he has this like. <laughs> He has this gangster side of him. Yeah. That that is like I'm not supposed to be scared of this yeah, dude. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? saying? But but, but why that, why is he like this? Because you use that to your advantage. Yes, it, exactly. It's like playing the opposite while it's like it's it's just like hard to explain, but it's like you're playing like like it's scary to have someone like it's like a joker. Like think of the Joker. Like he's one of the biggest villains in the DC comic universe, mm-hmm. and he always has a smile. His whole thing is he's he's devious, <laughs> but he he has a smile. And I feel like that was actually like if I could play a villain type and be able to play the Joker, that would be a huge honor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, but I like it because he like he bridges the gap between like hilarity and and smiles and this 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 figment of what's supposed to be entertainment, but mm-hmm. he's also a killer. Mm-hmm. So with Clark County, he's like my pops told me he was like. He he's kind of like this friendly guy, but he's also like the Godfather. Yeah, because he because he 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 like in the, in the in the studio scene, like he'll make stuff happen without getting his hands dirty, mm-hmm. or like in the finale where where he'll get away with something and his hands are clean. <laughs> Yo, that yeah. that finale had me tripping for a second. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I was I'm like, still tripping off of it, to be honest. I was like, yeah. how he get in the plane? So who's where did the gun go? Everyone keeps that. Everyone keeps asking. Where did this. the gun? I was go? at Andrews, and this girl was like. So where did the gun go? Yeah, and did where, you do it or did you, did Luke do it? Where did the gun go? Where did the gun well, go? Well, it went. So Tell it's, the people. So let me, I, I, the best way I can describe it, because I'm not Donald, is, well, first off, I didn't know I was going to be in the finale. I thought I was just going to have two episodes. I thought I was just going to, like, first and foremost, I shot one episode, the, the, the meeting Donald and Brian. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I flew back home and I was like, are they going to have me back? I was nervous. I was anxious. I'm like, holy, I'm not about to be back. Mm. But so, so. So we shot that, and then I come back, and they're like, okay, come for the table read. We're reading episode 9 and 11. Uh, 11 is, of course, the finale. That's the last uh, one we, we we read, and I've come to find out that we're getting on a plane to Europe. And I'm like, yo, what happens? And in the original script, they were like, okay, so they're on the plane, and they're talking. Paperboy's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? You're my family, blah, blah, blah. I'll do anything. You got to cut someone's throat, blah, blah, blah. And then I come on, and in the, the uh, directions – it said that uh, Earn and Paperboy look at my character, Clark County, like this shady motherfucker. 
That's that mm. was that was in the that was in that was written in. Mm. So it alluded to me letting letting Luke take the fall. Uh. So it's assumed that that's what happened. So when I was on set, I was on set. We were shooting because this was after the table read, and we were shooting episode. We were shooting the plane scene. We were shooting the airport scene. And I was like, "Yo, I still have questions about Clark County. I mean, I hope I'm doing a good job, but I got questions like." What is it like? Is he letting this happen? This was like right before the gun scene, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What? Like, what's happening?" And Donald was like, "Well, we're gonna learn more about that in season three. <laughs> yeah, he said that, and not only not only he said that. What did he said? He said we learn more about that in season three, and oh, so for my callback, so my audition was the Barzaro Spotify. The callback was it wasn't in season two. It was something that was alluding to something that happened in season two. So I'm only assuming that it's a season three episode. And, and I can't give away the details of what it said. Uh. But basically, the way Clark County thinks is he's, like, evasive. He's very evasive. So I'm only speaking in, I'm speaking very vague because I have to because <laughs> I literally have the scene in my phone. Uh. And I can't show it yet. Uh, but he's the type of guy, <laughs> and I know I'm being so annoying because I'm not directly answering the question of anybody, but he's the type of guy to where he'll put him, if he's in a situation, whether he did it or not, He's not going to own up to anything. He's not going to he, he's going to put himself outside the situation so it doesn't even touch him. So after we done recording, you're going to show me that script, right? I'm going to show you. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to show you my watch. We got and that's all I'm going to say because we're recording right now. We got the hookup. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah. Clark County's is a very complex character. I, I, I love for the me. Character. It all comes down to predictability. Yeah, and like that's. I mean, that's just another way of looking at it. But like, if someone is mad all the time, you know they're going to be you mad. They're not going to surprise do. you. If you're smiling, if you're the Joker, if you're you know some, if you or if you're just like Rorschach test, like blank, and yeah. I can't read you. Poker face. Yeah, poker face. Then I don't know what to expect. And yeah. that. It's terrifying. That's what it I is. brought. That's and that's what I. That's mm-hmm. that was the thing. That was the part of RJ that I felt like I could bring. Like, of course I'm nice. Of course I can be like jokey, whatever. I can we can talk talk ish, whatever, and you know be devious. But the main thing that stuck out was he's this guy, but he's also hiding like, like either hiding how he feels or hiding his moves. Mm-hmm. And and this was around the time where I was starting to learn how to play poker. I was playing poker at Brennan's place. Actually, that's perfect. Oh yeah, perfect time. Literally, like mm-hmm. I didn't even play poker. They were like, pull up, play poker, and I would just learn like. I would lose a lot, but sure. I would learn what 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 worked. We would also play Secret Hitler. It's just it's, it's a crazy game where you got. I've you, never heard of that game. Oh, it's a game where basically. <laughs> you never heard of that game? No, no it's signing up for no game like that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's crazy. It's a crazy game. They could tell you about it. It's actually out there, but it's you, um, you're either a fascist or a I forgot the other side. But you got to convince someone that you're not a fascist if you are a fascist or not. You just can't be caught being a fascist, whether you are or not. I think there's another game called Secret Resistance. That's Hitler. the same. Similar like that, that. Yeah. but it was like this game. And it was like this game became Clark County. And I was like, oh, I've been in this situation. I've learned from this situation. Let's apply that to this. This poker face, this, 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 yeah. this. And also, I also took a lot of notes from because I was talking to my reps. I was like, oh, so you mean kind of like how some of these reps, they're uh, they're smiling <laughs> and they're and they're nice, but they have their own motive. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, with the, smi- with the fake <laughs> smiles and stuff. And I, was, I didn't know if she knew what kind of game I was playing. That's funny. But I, I took a lot of that, too, because I've been in many meetings with, you know, reps and agents. And they're like, yeah. they're yeah. very interested, huh? Yeah, they're, they're, uh-huh. yeah, they're interested, <laughs> but they have their own motives. And yes, they're like they do. friendly. How much money can we make off this? List? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, it, was, it was amalgamation of that for Clark County. And it, it's an honor. I'm still loving it. You should tell your friends who you play 
secret Hitler with, they should consider naming the game Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a literal. I'm going to show you when we leave. It's a box. All I'm saying is some scary shit. No, it's <laughs> called. It's no, crazy. Man. No. I want I, my Hitlers out in the open. That's all yo, I'm saying. Exactly. Like, I don't want my. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. When we, were at, when we were at the homie's crib, I was like, wait, secret Hitler, what y'all going to do? Like, what are you talking about? They like, turn they, off the lights. Yeah. Mind you, I'm one of the only black people. And Brendan Drink wasn't this. there. See? That's what I'm saying. See, yeah. that's the thing. Like, yeah. uh, do your mind not yeah. doing this right now? Paul Michael was there, but you know he mixed and he's more on the lighter side. So I was like, "Hey, bro, come on, you gotta be on my side, bro. Come on, don't leave me." But but it's like, yeah. So it was like, yeah, that, that's a crazy game, but it was fun. I mean, but hey, it you, sounds crazier than it is. Are any of the people you play like, with Jewish? No, no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe actually, I don't know. That's dark. I'm serious. But no, it's like yeah, a few Do people. You know what they're getting into? Yeah, my dog Kyle. Yeah, I'm gonna ask him if he's Jewish because he was playing. Um, man, that, that's crazy. So it's like, so you take all these different layers, man. Yeah. And, and and that's what I felt like. What Clark County and and your character was. It was mm. like every single time I've watched them, it's like you're literally taking out a layer, mm. and you're like, this is something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is something new, and you learn, and you have so many questions. If, even even if you're gone, you still have so many. I still have so many questions about who Trice was. Me too. I mean, because, yes, Trice is a businessman because we know this because he had a cop on, on payroll. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, how did this dude maneuver himself into that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But sp- speaking of that, also about, like, so many different roles, so many different places to be, now you go from Trice, <laughs> and then now... Love is. Love is. Love is. Yeah. yeah, that's 360, or 180, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did that come about? Uh, I mean, I, when I, I moved out here in uh, October, November, and had the audition shortly after. And uh, initially, actually, I was auditioning for the main role. Hold on, hold on a sec. October, November, you just moved out here. Yeah, he's fresh. pretty fresh. Wow, he's I'm, fresh out. I'm eight here. months, I think. Killing, killing. Um, okay, okay, go on. And I was, I think I was auditioning originally for Yazir, and then uh, it came back a couple months later, and I was auditioning for Keith. And in the audition, there again, there was no indication of what happens, what Keith reveals later mm-hmm. when he's on shrooms and he's and he's drunk and he reveals that he might be gay. There was no indication of that in the scene. So I was just auditioning for a guy who's trying to get the girl. Yeah. I was just auditioning which was easy for me and I was just like, "Oh, it's a nice uh business, you know, executive, network executive, um middle to upper class, you know, got a gym membership and goes to church every Sunday like wholesome uh, but, and and that's all, you know, given to you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just try to get the girl. And then to find out afterwards or when the offer is made, just so you know, literally they were just like, just so you know, he might actually have a gay turn. And I'm, that's no problem for me, but it's a surprise. Cause yeah. I was as surprised as any audience member would be. I was literally like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then suddenly you just start reconstructing your 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 character background. And and that's why doing a character background is helpful to it only to a certain limit. Cause like especially with TV. Yeah. Because you're continuing to learn more. Mm-hmm. So you make decisions and you make judgments and you make 
you know, you craft a character and then you realize, oh, episode five, there's a huge left turn that you didn't expect. He's a different man than you thought he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to relook at the way I thought this person was. Yeah. And to to some degree, it's kind of cool because then it frees you from having to make like strong judgment. Not that we sh- we shouldn't be judging our characters anyway, but it frees you from making... It frees you from thinking that a, a person... There's only one way a person can be. Yeah. Right. Even when you make all those other decisions, even when you have a foundation of 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 a, of a character background and and an understanding of who this person is and their weaknesses and strengths and and how they thrive, you can be told something new and instead of erasing, maybe you just add mm-hmm. into the stew that is this person and you just go, "Okay, he's just He's just more, even more multifaceted than I thought. Yeah, yeah. And we all want to play three-dimensional characters anyway. So yeah. that was like, hey, Brother Tozen, here's a fourth dimension. Go ahead and run with that. And yeah. I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, see, so. see, and, and and that's a couple of things. So it, it adds to the complexity of your character, especially it being mm-hmm. like a, a drama of sorts. Yeah. But um, and I got to say this first before I say what I'm about to say. So co-star, one-dimensional, uh, guest star, two, recurring three, four series <laughs> that's that's how I, I like to, and it, and, it, and it can and you know you can mix it around depending on the, the the details or whatever. But I feel like generally speaking, that's what you, you're lent to. Mm. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah, but yeah. when it when it but when it comes to adding these things to your character, mm-hmm. I feel like that helps when you're just playing the the reality of the scene right then and there. Because if it was a comedy or like a silly like you know remake of Friday or something. Then, you know, probably in the audition when you're like, okay, well, he's going to be gay later. You probably like say, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. How you doing, girl? And then see a guy walking, look at it, look at his ass or something. But it's more believable and more impactful when you don't even show that. Right. And you don't even know that because later right. on you say you you might be. And right. this is like a, re- a revelation. And that's relatable to a lot of people because we're all still figuring life out. That's right. a human. That's a human connection that you're that you're developing mm-hmm. with the audience, with yourself, with the character. So it's like I, I love I love not knowing sometimes. Yeah, I like what you just said because the fact that it's a revelation out of nothing makes it more interesting than if there had been like winks and nods to it before. Exactly. And some, but that's not to say that winks and nods can never work. It can work sometimes. You do need foreshadowing. Yeah. But this was like the 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 what the fuckness of all of this was what made it so impacting. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like uh, those moments are always those moments are always great though. Because I feel like sometimes as, as characters, sometimes we over overstudy the character, mm-hmm. and it's like we overlook the character. We like true. we do yeah. their background, yada yada yada, and then you go to perform, and then you know somebody gives you something so different that like you know the way they deliver their line is so different to you that you practice all these things, mm-hmm. and then you realize the way this person just gave you that line is like holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's not what it is. Yeah, right. you, you know what I'm saying. And it's like, and 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 I've, I've had I've worked with other people where they, they come they come on on set where they're just ready. They've already practiced. They've already like, this is how I'm gonna deliver. Exactly how I'm gonna yeah. say. The this line. is how I'm gonna say it. And this is how this and is gonna this happen. This is how it's gonna happen. And it's like, boom! You throw them a curveball, and it's like, can't, can't oh, that's why I always leave myself open up to spontaneity. Like my uh, my late um. So a rest in peace of Larry Drake, uh, my old acting coach. R.I.P. Yeah, we learned how to improvise within, this is like a, a few years of training. We learned how to improvise within scripted lines. And one of the main things that he taught was, one, there's always more to, more to do. 
So regardless of if you planned, whatever, whatever, there's always more to do. Hmm. But also leaving yourself leaving yourself open to spontaneity, to the unknown, uh, because that's the scary place. Being like, that's why I love doing improv. Like I yeah. love doing UCB because I don't know what's going to, it's not like I got a set show and I know it's going to be great. No, it could be a terrible show. Yeah. You never know. Truly. But it's like, if you leave yourself open to spontaneity, you're going to impress yourself and everybody else. So with scripted lines, it's like, you can practice, practice, practice. But what I do even before auditions, like I'll practice, practice, I'll, I'll rehearse, I'll have it all, I'll have it off book, I'll, I'll rehearse whatever different ways to do it. I'll say it a way I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I'll do all these things. As soon as I get into the room, I, I'm done. I'm done preparing. Yeah. It's like a dish. It's like cooking. It's like you've, you've done all the preparation. You cut up what you need to cut up. You've boiled everything. It's in a dish. The, the, the aluminum foil is there. You don't need to open it anymore. You don't need to. Yeah. You just got to give it to You got to trust that you prepared it because yeah, hopefully trust. you did because that's your job. Mm-hmm. And then give it to whoever and then let them react to it. Yeah. Let them eat. But if you like checking and like, oh, let me do, let me, uh, then you're ruin- You're kind of messing up the dish. You're kind of like actually overdoing it. Yeah. So yeah. like leaving, leaving it open to spontaneity and also trusting the preparation that you did beforehand. It's real. It help and it keeps you ready instead of just saying, it oh, does. I'm going to say this. Because what if someone like has a beautiful moment by accident? And you were so ready. You, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that you didn't respond to their actual moment and said you just did your set thing. Yeah. Exactly. And ruined what could have been an organic, re- beautiful. Exactly. Thing. That's acting. Like that's that's the yeah. sweet spot. Like what was it? Will Smith? I, I believe I talked about this. Like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. One of his strongest scenes was you know to hell with him. Yeah. And that was all made up. That was all. That was improvised. Correct. What? Last time I checked, okay, I remember that that was like, Whoa. it was supposed to be something else. I forgot. It was a whole story done on it. But he was supposed to say something else. And, you know, if I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying, don't crucify me. But if I'm right, show respect. But <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that Will Smith, that whole scene, was it was supposed to be something else. But then it became this whole real thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, that's like an iconic scene. It's meme oh, worthy. Yeah. Will Smith is now he's Will Smith. Nothing has to be said. Yeah. Yes, he is Will. That you know? scene is that scene. That That's, scene is I know. chilling. Yeah. yeah. And even in the, the, the many of the scenes in Atlanta, like uh, that's why I love Hero. Shouts out to Hero Mariah. Like even in Donald he's Glover. Incredible. Shouts out to Donald. Like they let us like be in the scene, but also like, you know, if anything happens, don't shut just, it down because you're it. here now. Okay, just that's, go with it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. That's yeah. so great. How was how was it? How was the set with you guys? I love Lena, dog. Every mm-hmm. time I see her, yo, she be at she. Um, man. When I first went to Drew's place, she was there, and she just shows oh. love. She's like the coolest dog. <laughs> Lena's yeah. so dope. How was she's it? She's hella dope. She's, yeah, she's a homie. She's just a homie. She's a homie. Um, uh, well, she she wasn't around as much during season one because she was so busy. And yeah. creating so many other things. Um, so I work. She's a machine. She's man. she's a machine. Shout so, out to Lena, man. Yeah, yeah. straight up. Mm-hmm. I was uh, working a lot with uh, just the, the various directors: David Rodriguez, Justin Tipping, um, Tanya. What is Tanya's last name? Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a couple others. I feel like I know David Rodriguez. I know that probably name. he's he's been all over the place. Yeah, and uh, and Elwood Reed and um, yeah, they. Uh, they were they were cool because what was happening uh, a lot that season was there were a couple really or uh, you know authentic Chicagoans in the cast yeah and as we warmed up and got through the series more and more they would let them kind of like freestyle a little bit more and let them kind of just speak in their own Chicago tongue a little bit more 
because the writers was were the writers were a mix of Chicagoans and not. Mm. And so if something needed to be more authentic or spruced up a little, I think they were kind of giving a little bit of freedom to do that to some of the actors. Mm. Um, but at the same time, there was a lot of like, no, we want to honor these words. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always a little bit of both. Mm. I remember at the end of that scene where I pistol whipped, um, was it Barton's uh, character? Barton's character, Reg. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I, when I beat him up at the end of that scene, they kept giving me different lines to say like different, like point the gun at his head and say this. And it would be like, uh, what did I say? Uh, you, uh, you fuck up like that again. Uh, I'll murk your ass. You fuck up like that again. I'll kill you. Fuck up like that again. Um, I take your life. I think is what they ended on. Mm. Um, and it was just like little things like that. That was that was nice. But I remember there was also a, another sweet spot, and it also depended on the director because I think with Atlanta, the difference is you guys had hero, most, most hero. hero, mostly him, right? And then like for the studio scene, Donald was like. And behind the scenes with Hero. He wasn't like in the scene, but right. he was there though. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on who was directing, it would change how much, you know, freedom and leeway. Definitely. And I think that that's normal. Yeah. With different um, types of directors. Yeah. Cause there was one point where me and Barton kind of rearranged some lines in one scene. And, uh, and then they came over and they were like, Oh, we like that. Keep that. So I was like, mm. okay, dope, dope, dope. What was the, di- what was the dynamic between y'all two? I, I watched uh, <laughs> Barton's uh, breakfast club interview. Oh, it was yeah. just cool because he like got he talked about how he got the interview based off of you know the, the social media and Instagram I think that's crazy but oh it, did it really I yeah. think so because the 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 email is on um uh, Karen K uh the email is on uh Charlemagne the Gods I believe mm. Instagram page but yeah he went from what was it He's supposed to be just like a co star or something and now yeah. that's crazy yeah he was supposed to be like a eight line co star or something like that for the pilot yeah and then now he's a series regular for season two. So. How was the, how was the dynamic? Reg, how was Reg the... is that dude. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> after me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took you out. Yeah, he y'all, did, y'all were kicking in and everything. How, how, how was that? It was messed up because, you know, he, <laughs> I mean, he's, tight. he's, he's really nice and, and me and him get along, but he's so young, you know, he's, he's, he's early twenties. Yeah. Mm. And so it would be funny to like, just interact with him and be chummy. And then when they say go and the camera goes on and then suddenly to be like <laughs> utterly condescending and brutal to the, yeah. to the poor boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, but it was great. We got along real well. And, and he's, he's a native Chicagoan. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Too. He could hit me to he hit me to some of the, you know, the words, the, the lingo, lingo and just culture and just like make sure that I knew exactly what was going on, which I appreciated. And then, and then I could hip him to just like, you know, being a man and all that. <laughs> <laughs> teach me some slang. I'm gonna teach you how to be a man, boy. So See, I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna teach you, boy. But Not, we got, yeah. but we got, we probably got too comfortable because by the end of the season, we were like, it would literally be jokes, and then they say action, and it would just go like that. Yeah, and we'd be right back to the joke. So it was bad. That's what makes it fun, though. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. Like, it was, that's amazing. It was, it was, it was funny because I always think of it as like, in retrospect, there's an arc of of me and him being. Me, uh, Trice and Reg being kind of like, you know, friends ish, you know, yeah, yeah. work friends to like him, Trice losing faith in Reg and thinking that he's a liability to then Reg betraying him. So I, I always think of that arc and the reverse thing was happening in real life, which was that we were just becoming more and more buddy buddy and good friends. Yeah. Wow. Our characters were coming farther Separate. and farther apart. Right. Which is probably great because then when we got to beating the hell out of each other, like, there was a lot of trust. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
So. No, that no, like the the, the 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 dynamic between the two of you was just. It was cool to see it grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the entire season, and like his eyes to me are, are, are the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the way he looks, just mm-hmm. like his look, his eyes when he is red is mm-hmm. like so cool for me to see because I think one of my favorite scenes when uh, he picks up his little brother and, and and the homies, yeah, and and he's doing that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? You kind of yeah. gotta you kind of got to see like his his young his young let himself be like the young version and try yeah. to be like the mm-hmm. older brother, and right. then as soon as he pulled out the liquor store. Some shit, shit happened. He's like, "All right, motherfuckers, gonna go. Let's go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that goes shifted. back to. I know this keeps going back to this, but I know keep. I feel like this is like uh, one of the major topics of this podcast. But it goes back to how you treat, you know, a guest star or a co-star as opposed to a series right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I believe in the early with a Barton's character, he was like this. This I don't even want to say muscle, but he was like this just you know, tough guy, whatever. Yeah. But later in the season, you saw like, and even in the finale, you saw like. Him being a human and like being like supportive of his of his little bro of his cousin yeah. of, you know whatever uh, a big uh, the kid with the glasses I forget his character's name uh, big big kid the big kid, yeah big, big kid, kid it was that's, that's my one of my Papa. favorite kids. Papa Papa, Papa yeah, yeah, yeah man Papa the dude yeah he was in the audience and they and they were like dancing and stuff and he was like yeah you go boy but it's like this gangster but like if you a series regular gangster as opposed to a guest star or co star gangster yeah. you see more I mean. There's a reason why either we like you or we understand you yeah. when you're a series reg. When you're a guest star or a co-star, it's like, okay, he did something. All right. And, and I and I think a lot of it is mental. Like, you just feel freer. Yeah. And you feel more, more permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The higher your quote-unquote rank is. Yeah. Which sucks that we need that. I, I mean, I guess we don't need it, but it definitely helps. You it know helps. what I mean? And, I, and, I don't, and when, I, when I say that, I don't mean to like put any role down because there are no yeah. small parts. Yeah. There are no small parts. Really like Sam Jackson. He went from uh, the, coming to America, robbing McDowell's. To, hey, put your God. <laughs> yeah, and, and you see what he did? He played that one role. He really and he played did. it. And he was like, he was like, okay, I'm angry. I'm robbing the place. Yo, mm-hmm. that was hey, that, hey, that, that's one of my favorite like Seven yeah. L Jackson because when he came in at McDowell's, bro. Yeah. Is anybody <laughs> else move? I blow your fucking head off. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and had him, had he been like a bigger role? Not, I don't even want to say bigger role, but had he been more of a role that was used, he probably would show more shades of himself. Right. Yeah. More of like, okay, why he's robbing the place, uh, uh, why he's, you know, even like if he's broke, what's his living conditions, all these details. But if you're just that one liner or two liner or whatever, you got to get in. Get fire. Fire. Yeah. Yo, coming to America brought out so many people, man. Yeah. Like, if, if you rewatch it, so like. Mm. That's one of my favorite movies. I watched it when I was in Africa, but I didn't know a lot. <laughs> you thought you know he was saying? a prince of the moon. No, actually, but like <laughs> I, I, I really didn't understand a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because like the culture is different. You know, they right. were talking about football. I didn't know how. To, I didn't know football. Mm-hmm. They're talking about all these other things. And then when I move here, you know, I, I grow up in America. I go to American schools. Yada yada yada. Now I know the culture. And then my brother's like, "Yo, let's watch this movie." And I watch it again, and my understanding is like so fucking hilarious. That movie's so great, <laughs> but like. You see the people that come from that movie. Like, there's Cuba Gooden Jr. in that movie. And a lot of people don't even know. Oh, yeah. He was actually... Oh, yeah, he was getting his he he was barbershop. He barbershop. Barbershop. Oh, yeah, right. he was in the barbershop. Yeah, he was in the barbershop. Yeah, good. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And you get to see all these people that are in, the, in that movie. It's Cameos. like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no small parts. Because, you know, you, you, you be, like, getting your hair cut or just a one-liner in the elevator. I, I, I was watching B and John Malkovich the other day. And I forget, I forget her name. But she only had one line, and now I. But I recognize her because she's been in bare things. Yeah, I just forget her name. But you see, yeah, you see that all the time, dog. Megan Good, uh, Friday. 
Yes, she oh, was yeah. on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, as a little girl, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. trying to get ice cream. Yeah, but, yeah it, it, it's crazy. So, so it's like if you approach it, like if you, I, it's a it's a way you approach it, but it's also the way you honor a role, uh-huh. like the way you honor what a co star is, because mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. it's about no. the role and, and it's about the writing. You, uh, me, I'm, right. I'm a, I try to serve when I'm acting. There's people, there, you know, there's people who want to act, you know, or like people who want to like show themselves and be themselves i want to serve and use myself to do that yeah. right so if you're serving the writing or serving the role or serving your your position oh it'll only like yeah it, it'll speak to the way you you use your you honor your craft and it'll speak to how you'll honor a bigger role yeah mm-hmm. facts yeah. yeah yeah man man yeah. that's crazy yeah. so so now so now you live now you you know you go from kansas city you go to chicago uh-huh. and then now you're in uh Los Angeles, yeah, and you're booking off the bat, dog. <laughs> like it takes people, and I'm I'm happy for that because it be because t- we be running into gatekeepers. People say, oh, it takes people years and years. No, I think people deal with gatekeepers for years and years, and then get what mm. they what they were owed. Mm. You you came in and you like you were already like, dude, like you're. You're doing, you're doing. You put in work. Yeah, man. Now he's selling us Jim Beam. Yeah, yeah. slinging his beam. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pause. Yo, slinging that beam. Slinging that beam, baby. <laughs> that beam. I'm gonna start using that. There's a website that tracks how many times that commercial has aired, and I check on it every day. Oh, iSpot TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Because uh, I'm hoping that that money rolls in. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's coming. Pay up. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's coming. Here. Yeah, but uh, I love that money. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's just like what they. It's funny how things be looking like an overnight success, and I, that's not what you were saying at all. But mm. it's like, in my head, it it seems it feels like it took forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my head, I feel like I've been doing. I I've been professionally acting for ten years. Yeah. And I just feel like it just was like a like I don't know. It was just like it was just building blocks. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, children's theater. Uh, you know, college, uh, children's theater, creating my own theater company, right? Working with some indie people, working in Kansas City, working in Chicago, building, 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 slow rolls, co- co-star roll, co-star roll, guest star, guest star. And then now, you know, it just happened out here. And it also goes to show, like, not just what you were saying about honoring any role, honoring any size of role or anything mm-hmm. like that, but also honoring every relationship. Yes. You don't have to be friends with everyone, but you owe it to everyone to be friendly and that's what's helped me throughout my whole career every nobody speaks ill of me and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm grateful for that like because if you respect everybody else who's who's doing whatever part of your business they're trying to do whether it's the director or a co-actor or the person you know running stage crew or your stage manager or whatever then that 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 travels not only in a karmic like a karma you know goodwill way but also in a direct like word of mouth like yeah. references like they have made a difference throughout my career yeah i can i can name like i can name the time that you know cynthia levin saw the name jessica jackson or mola may on my resume and that got me a job at her theater i can name the time that that elizabeth elliott name dropped me to jim mccaffrey mm-hmm. you guys don't know who any of these people are right. but i do and i right. and i know that they recommended me i know that they vouched for me for my work and for my ethic and for my character mm-hmm. and that's just a reminder for all all the actors listening and anybody of every profession like it makes a difference that you are of that you're kind and of and of good character and and respect everyone who's trying to do their grind right because you ain't better than nobody i ain't better than nobody right. i'm just fortunate right now as a result of 
of hard work and and making good re- relationships. Right, and it's like we all stand under the same moon. Mm-hmm. We're we're all at the end of the day, we all look up to the same sky, mm-hmm. and you. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like some entertainers, I won't even say just actors. They they walk on set or they walk into a situation and they think, okay, I don't I don't have to worry about how this person thinks or how how this person feels. But yeah. that's the wrong like. Like you, you treat everyone the same. Like the the everyone's putting in the same, if not more, work. I was uh with with this company actually. I was it was on a Sunday. We were doing the L.A. Galaxy, like filming for the L.A. Galaxy, and I was holding the uh the uh the boom mic. Mm-hmm. And twenty minutes of that alone, I was like, yo, like, Shake it. and I and 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 I and I can re- I can recall times where I complained as an actor. Like you know how much like strain that is on your arms. Right, right. So with that being said, like from them to the DPs to the everyone, like everyone deserves that respect, if not right? more. Absolutely. And and it, and it's not about you. Like we're vessels. Lose the ego. Yeah. Lose, lose like lose the ego because as soon as you have that ego to where it's like, oh, oh, and like you're looking down on someone or you're talking down on someone, that's when you show your true character and how you approach things right. and and your and your level. Right. Because I've met so many people, especially coming up, like. I'll, I'll kick it with it. If you rock with me, I rock with you. If you cool, I rocks with you. You know. But if I've I've had so many situations where you know you 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 meet these either actors or directors who are trying to come up, and they're they'll just be dicks for no reason. They'll just be dicks. Zero. They'll mm-hmm. be dicks. Mm-hmm. And 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 then and then I'll be like, all right, man. All right, well, I'm gonna have to distance or whatever because I ain't trying to even get into it with you because I'm I'm a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Like my friends can speak for me. So I I find myself continually you know working and getting to better places and they're still like where they're at and still right but it's like yo you were a jerk what why do you think right. like that's that- or you were entitled or you were right i think character man character is uh <laughs> no pun intended special it is you know what i'm saying like literally every, every, everything about anybody you interact with is about character mm-hmm. period you know what i'm saying like you're not gonna hang out with people that you think their characters are horrible, and it's just like any single place of you know where where you where you work at. If yeah. you have a job, if there's somebody who's an asshole there, everybody knows this person is an asshole, and they don't wanna they don't wanna kick it with them. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just the same as on set. If you go on set and you're an asshole, chances are <laughs> your ladders will be cut short, especially yeah. in this right. industry, because you have to humble yourself. Yeah. Right. And I think that's Every where time. a lot of people forget like those humbling moments where they started from. Yeah. Like how much it took to get where you are. Like you, you're not entitled to this thing. This thing mm-hmm. can be taken any single That's day. Right. That's right. You know what I'm and saying? We are replaceable. Yes. 100%. Like you are replaceable. Like this thing has been going on for a very long time, and trust mm-hmm. me, it's gonna be going on long after you're gone. Mm-hmm. So don't ever like try to treat even people when you like, think you're not. You could be written out of any storyline. You feel 100%. me? Hundred <laughs> percent. They, they, they're right. Like they'll be like, all right, this dude is a dick. How are we gonna get rid of him? Right. All right, let's do this. Right, you know what I'm saying? Off the first minute and, of this, and, uh, and, and it's crazy. But I think um, my question to you is, you know, you talk about your, your grind, doing this thing for like ten years. Now it's paying off. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff that you've done. You know, like you're seeing the fruits of of your labor, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Was there a moment, a time when you had you questioned yourself? Like, uh, well, okay. Do you mean questioned? Okay, well, I'm gonna break it down into two things. If you mean questioned my uh, success or questioned my economic security, all the time, all the above, mm. all the time, I always question that. But if I've ne- but I've never questioned my talent or my skill or my my belonging. Yeah, I've always been like sure that this is 
what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it didn't even have to do with film or television. Just like I just knew like, oh, I'm a I'm an actor. I'm a performer. I'm yeah. good at I'm good at that. I should be doing that. And I love telling stories and I love telling important stories. It all started from that, right? So with the Genesis being pure, I always felt like, oh, this is what I, I'm on the right track. Have I had my doubts about my what's in my wallet? Yes. Yeah, I, feel <laughs> I like still have those doubts. That's, that's the actor way, I feel. <laughs> have I had my doubts about, you know, uh, like what exactly is the height that I'm going to reach? Sure, but also like I'm not as invested in that. I've just... I just want to keep being in my mission field and keep doing good quality work. Yeah. It's interesting to me, this whole concept of like making it like, yeah. Cause you know, people like to be like, I'm sure it's happened to you. I'm sure it's happened to you, especially now that we're out in LA. Like you made it, you made it to LA. Oh, you made it. You on Atlanta. Oh, you made it. You on the shot. You're making it to me. And I hope this doesn't sound egotistical, but I thought I made it the first time I did a professional show at a children's theater 10 years ago. Man, I made it, it then. Yeah. Speaking Every, this it. is all extra credit. This no, is that nice. shows gratitude. I love it. No, and I love it. it. And I love getting to do this, but to get to be a working, not even necessarily professional, but I, you know, but to just be a working actor, utilizing these skills that were given to me mm. and, sh and helping to hopefully make children's theaters, ch children in those audiences lives better. Yeah. That I made it. You know, you know that is so that is so amazing to me because that is my kind of a thought process. Um, because a, a lot of people you used to ask me is like, "What are your dreams? Like, what are your dreams? What are your dreams? What are your dreams?" And my thing is always like, "Yo, it was a dream for me to come to the United States and go to school here." You're living your dreams, bro. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it was a dream. Like, I I could have never imagined that I would be in the United. Like, that was a dream. Wow. So it's like. Now I always feel like I'm just a I'm just on the path of accomplishing my goals because mm -hmm, I, yes. I I feel like I've already lived my dream. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like it was a dream for me to get an education here, get a degree mm -hmm. here in the United States of America because I know there's so many people who love to dream mm -hmm. to do that. You know what I'm saying? So like this Wish thing, like like could. making it, like making it is this concept that people have put it out there just because it's like oh maybe if you do this then you've made it. Not really, bro. Like, no. everybody's making it is so different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, making yeah. it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, we here, guys. Yeah. Like, look at it. We're sitting in Los Angeles, California, doing what we love yeah. every single day. Doesn't matter if you have a million dollars in your bank account or you have $20 in, 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 in your bank account. Like, you're literally living a life that you only imagined. You know, that's, that's real because, you know, I've been to situations where, you know, I've had, like, Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars from commercial money, and I've had overdraft fees, mm. and both I've felt similar. Uh -huh. it, it, you don't feel any more. I mean, you feel like you can do more, maybe, but you still have that feeling of like, because the making it concept. Yeah. Like my barber told me, he was like, "It's not about getting that break. It's about breaking and continually breaking in and mm -hmm. continuing to making it." Because if you have this concept of what making it is, you'll never be happy. If I said, okay, I made it if I got on Atlanta, I would not be happy. Mm. Uh, if, if I was like, that's what I need to right. be fulfilled. You'd be I, too content. I wouldn't yeah. be happy because I'm still living in Atlanta. Uh, you know, season finale is over. I'm right. Okay. You got a life to get back to. And so then you also would I idolize this experience that's in the past and you would always feel like a, a, wa a wash up right. from that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's why it's like, when it comes to like, like we're living our like we're living our dreams right now. Like yes. I, I had to come to terms with that. Like I'm a TV and film actor. I first like felt it when someone when one of my old mentors, old teachers, told me, "Oh, you're you're an actor. Like 
telling me I'm an actor. I was like, I want to be an actor. Now someone told me I'm an actor. That that was when I was like, I'm grateful. Like, I'm eternally grateful. Someone's telling me I'm an actor. They believe it just like I believe it. Right. Now I'm here. It's yeah. just like you. And I don't, I don't think I don't, and I don't think it sounded egotistical. I think it shows how grateful you are to even really be in this. Mm-hmm. It's just facts, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the love of the thing. And I always, say, I always tell people, like, there's a difference between people who are actors and those who are pretend actors. Yeah. Because you actually have to love the craft. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to love this shit to sit down and be like, I have $10 in my bank account, but I'm okay. Yeah. That is fucking love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you really love or this Or be shit. homeless for it. Because if you're out here just chessing checks... You miss the entire concept of like enjoying your craft. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like you get to pro- you get to play so many different characters that will influence people in many different ways more than you can even imagine. Mm-hmm. And if you can grasp that and if you can understand that, bro, making it shit, we've done that. Yeah, because it's tied into happiness, right? Yeah, and it if is. Your happiness is 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 found in off one achievement or found off of uh, a, a number in your wallet that you hit or whatever it's going to be fleeting but if it's if it's attached to just being in this in this groove and 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 aware of the blessing of even being able to continue this practice yeah shit you'd be happy yeah it's like dreams and goals and you put it perfectly we live in our dreams we're now it's time to heighten our goals yeah just to sustain it because like I, I I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I want to do. This is what I've wanted to do since I kid, since a yeah. kid. Now I just want to do it at a bigger degree, and I want to keep doing it. You just want to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want I want to do it. I want to do it more, and I want to keep doing it. I don't want to hang up the coat now that I got it. Now I want to wear it. I want to like you know wear you it out. Die in that coat, I'm, boy. I ain't say all that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of happiness. <laughs> what kind of food was y'all eating on set at the shy? Because y'all was in Chicago, bro. <laughs> you ain't had no jollof rice on man. Did y'all have? Did y'all have Harold's? This is so funny. I have a buddy Tim Olson who always asks me every time I'm on set, what the, what kind of food they got. And I'm always <laughs> like, why? Why are you so obsessed with that? I don't know. They get everything the same thing that you have at every. Don't play with me, man. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> don't lie. Wait, did you go to Harold's? Did you at least stop by Harold's? I was never on set when Harold's was brought. I, they brought Harold to set. I, I I would not be surprised if they did it at oh. some point, but I did oh, not man. experience that. I, I always had. He some, said I didn't experience. Sta- I had standard standard uh, craft services. Yeah, they were great. I they were great. Food. standard steak, standard <laughs> pasta. Uh huh. <laughs> um, for love is we had something special that he did. What did he do? Uh, oh man, but I couldn't eat it because it was like the day I had to like you know take my shirt off or something. I was like, right. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Be smart. But I, it was like something real nice, like some, like some lobster or some. What did mm. he do? He did something funky. I don't remember. Oops. I should have paid more attention, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's the that's what us actors. One of the main thing. Well, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> that's one of the best things about acting is eating. Man, the craft <laughs> services is wonderful. But the thing is, I I be getting the itis bad, and I be getting real sleepy after lunch. So I'm trying to do better. Pro tip: If you got a morning shoot, oatmeal. I know you want to get the breakfast burrito. I know. I know you want to get the avocado, whatever. I, I don't know. care. Just stop talking. It'll Give me a right second. Sleep. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't, oh, oh, no, I want some scrambled eggs. No, no. No, no, no. Oatmeal with some blueberries. That's real. Put some cinnamon, maybe some agave in there. I'm uh-huh. telling you, that sustains your energy and you good, too. That's real. Yeah. Unless unless you're on a diet. You're on a diet. Well, you, know you can't eat oatmeal? 
Oatmeal's I'm, good. I'm, I mean, oatmeal is good. I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> when you're in a diet and you're on set and you see all that food, it's like, yo, what y'all trying to do to me, man? Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all know I look two times bigger when I get on screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? I know when you get in your diet, sometimes like, you can't eat anything. Yeah, I'll be getting on those crazy diets. But you, you eat oats still, though. Yeah, I eat oats. Oh, I, well, I, I love oats. I love okay, oats. Good. Uh, that's like my morning thing. I got to have oats. Oats yeah. is like, the, that's like the, that's like power like, food. Yeah, it sustains me like. The yeah. whole day. Mm. Um, it makes sense. So you I heard have, that pro I've, tip. Yeah. Don't, don't talk back to me. No, I know what you're thinking. Drink some oats. Drink some oats. <laughs> That's him. Eat some oats. <laughs> what would you um, say? The one question that I have for you now is like uh, on, on Love Is, uh-huh. um, now you, you learn your, your character, um, his sexuality uh, is going to be, it's going to come up. Explored, uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be explored. Um can, can you talk ab- about that, like your feelings and stuff, like because I know as as people, especially as black men, right? Um, it's like sometimes we try to be like too cool talking about that. You you, you, uh-huh. know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, yeah, they want me to play. Nah, it's not really like you know what I'm saying. But like, yeah. can you can you just talk about that and like you ex- you uh, accepting the role and like literally like living in it and making people understand like this is a role. Well, I mean. For for what it's worth, uh, it helps that it wasn't my first time. Like I've done, I've been gay in theater yeah. multiple times, and so I, I'm no stranger to, you know, exploring what it's like to embody a different yeah. know, sexuality than my own, and and to and to try to honor that story. And so it, it would have been different if it was my first time. Yeah. For sure, that would have been. Yeah. Even more shocking, especially coming from a conservative Christian Nigerian background, like that would have been like scandalous to even myself. Yeah. Instead, I was I was warmed up by several different roles in the theater, huh. so it wasn't so crazy, even if it was a little bit to some of my family. Yeah. Mm. Um and then also second of all, again, he, I, I the way I look at it, he doesn't like full-on confirm his sexuality he's kind of unsure of it and and i can identify with not being certain and wanting to investigate you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i mean i've i've been pretty certain my whole life but still like the question like makes sense so if you're a person who's trying to investigate oneself like you just tap tapping into that uh inquiry is I don't know. It's easy. It's just it's just someone who's reflective and contemplative. And but on the surface, and this is the thing that drove me is he's trying to get with the girl. Now, whether or not he's trying to get with the girl genuinely or out of love or lust or as what's the term? A beard uh, as a as a front, as a as a to create a a fiction of a a straight relationship. Yeah. I just knew that as an actor to play that ob- objective, get the girl for regardless yeah. of which one of those reasons it is underneath. But I, but yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I used to be, like I said, grow, growing up conservative myself and, oh, I used to think all, I used to think homosexuality was a th- sin and, and it takes the same thing it takes for everyone. It takes experiencing somebody in my life come out and, and embrace their sexuality for me to realize, oh, this thing, I don't need to other this thing 
into this crazy monster. No, it's human. It's love. It makes sense. Yeah. It's natural. Um, and I respect and appreciate it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I guess it's, I guess some people come to that conclusion of their own. They don't need to experience like seeing someone go through it. But I, I got to see a couple of my friends go through it and, yeah. it, and it made me all the much more empathetic and understanding and, and uh, respect people that have different desires than me. Yeah. The world doesn't revolve around me and True. my, <laughs> right. uh, my preferences no so. that's cool that's that's definitely a great way to put it man that's definitely a great way to put it because you know what i mean i mean there's the things that people are going to ask people want to have all these other questions it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a human thing and i think be, me being african I'll, I'll you know what i mean like that is like un, unspoken you yeah. know what i mean and then uh yeah. what what you know what uh, what actually changed my my thought process was i'm thankful it was theater like being mm-hmm. being around theater you know i have totally. i have a bunch of friends that are that are gay and stuff like that so it was like it was really awesome just to sit down with them and learn from them you know mm-hmm. their experiences and stuff like that and you get to understand that man what y'all tripping about <laughs> i mean if if this was 12 12 years ago i was still in high school ooh i had a different set of beliefs yeah and i'm so glad for for the continued like interaction with theater because that's true those communities are all about creating empathy and not only i mean half the plays we do are about that yeah and then also the people who do theater you know just open your eyes with their experience theater can be theater people can be very progressive like they're like i feel like they're on the front end of being like let's abandon gender labels entirely and I respect that to some degree. I really do. And theater, um, we are crazy people too. Theater, crazy people. Right? We, like <laughs> we some crazy loud. Yeah. Ooh, you don't want to put us in a restaurant together because uh-huh. this will be yeah. a bunch of characters <laughs> jumping won't out leave. of the yeah. yeah, we won't leave. We're you singing. gotta kick us out. Singing. <laughs> singing out of the yeah, blue. Yeah, show tunes and whatnot. Hey man, worry about show tunes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a singer, man. You sing more often, man. I should, man. A lot of happiness comes out of me when I sing. I remember when you freestyled. Awesome. You were freestyling in like another language. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in college. Yeah, man. In what language? Chichewa. That's uh, a, that's the language in Malawi for that's y'all. Awesome. Chichewa. Okay. Chichewa. Chichewa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That's man, cool. I'm really digging this one. What this this conversation? <laughs> no, this is yeah, like, yeah, it's like, not just one. It's not because we really talked about like I, uh, this may be meta that I'm talking about the conversation <laughs> in the middle of the conversation. Maybe slightly pathetic on my part. But, uh, no, I'm really this is this is some really good stuff, bro. No, it re- it really yeah. is, man. So um, couple more. What are you about to say? Well, I will just say on the topic we were just talking about. I will say I'm aware of now that we're doing this TV thing. Yeah. And aware of, you know, millions of people seeing you as a certain role and how people coming up to you in the street. Yeah. As, what they associate with you. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I, I guess, in regards to the sexuality yeah. thing, like that is interesting. Within the last six months, it's gone from people coming up to me saying, oh, shit, you, you try you from the show. <laughs> oh, <shit." laughs> or being like, you know, or being too afraid to approach me. Yeah. Be- because they think I might be like Trice. Yeah. And like kind of, are you an actor? Like, like just kind of like whispering up or like <laughs> begging for, a, you know, a selfie. Yeah. And, you know, more women voicing their attraction for that kind yeah, of Yeah, that happens. Um, sexy, yeah, but, sexy ass Trice. Yeah, but, dark <laughs> chocolate skin, but, Nigerian looking. <laughs> but it's gone from all that to, 
you know, now, you know, it's anybody's game. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that? what is it like now? You know, you know, I don't even know I can say that. I'm not even going to say that. But you know what I'm about to say. Yeah, yeah. Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I talked to Sean. You know, it's funny. You know, I, I actually talked to him before any of that stuff aired. That's a good move. But, yeah, and I was like, Sean, okay, you've played a gay character as a straight man on TV. What can I expect mm. to happen in my social and personal life mm. now? And he was like, Bro, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your DMs is going to be full. Hey, exactly. Luckily, mine, because, okay, my first, you remember my first TV role. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Major Crimes, and I was playing a, a rapper. Of course. <laughs> I was playing a rapper, but he was a bisexual rapper, and he was out. Uh, uh, so he wasn't, like, uh, ashamed of it. And it was all investigating the death of a guy who he was, like, you know, kind of seeing through webcam and some weird stuff. Mm. Uh, but I. After it happened, I was like, yo, well, how's people going to, like, I told people in Oklahoma, I, I wouldn't, they, they tried to tell me not to do it. I'm, what do I do? My dad, he's questioning, like, what, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I look, I mean, first off, it wasn't like, it, it didn't in my career, obviously. Like, right. I got so many more, and now I'm in the most recognizable character I'm in right now. But on the flip side, which is just confusing, but it's not angering, there was, a, like, a Reddit or something, and someone had a picture of me or, like, a gif of, of uh, not me, but uh, uh, Gray Mitchell. Uh, the character I played you in Major played, Crimes, yeah. and they were like, "It's so great to see a real live bisexual man for change." I'm see, like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait. See, see. I don't know none of y'all. See. I'm not that. I'm not mad at that because I got mad gay friends and mad, yeah, mad but, bisexual friends. But don't but tell I, me, don't but, tell yeah, me, don't put that on me. You yeah, don't know my story. Yeah. And also, I can't claim that. I, I can't, can't claim that because and, and plus, it's a respect thing, not just a selfish thing, <laughs> but like a respect thing because like I'll turn down." I'll turn down stereotypical gay roles because I feel like it kind of spits in the face of gay people because mm. it's like, oh, this is what gay people are like. And I remember one time I was in a pilot and there was, uh, you know, uh, a guy at Eliminate. He works at Eliminate and he, you know, he was a flamboy- he's speaking flamboyantly. Mm-hmm. And one of the directors, he's like, can you do that? And I'm like, what is that? What do you mean, can you do that? Like, he's a person. I, 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 do you mean, can I speak in a certain way? But it's like, and it's getting better, hopefully. But it's like I've read some things where they're like just stereotypes of it. It's it's like it's like seeing a stereotype of a black person, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but it's like a stereotype of a, of a gay person. Yeah. And when I first came to LA, my mentor was a lesbian, stayed with her. My best friends were gay because I was in a dance community, theater community, dance community. Hmm. Um, and we just literally just kicked it and we just chatted and we were cool because we were simply cool. Mm-hmm. I I was like, you know, you do your thing. I'm I am who I am. I'm straight, whatever. But I accept you too. I'm not tripping. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've seen these people who they really are. Even from Oklahoma to LA, I you know, mad gay friends, and you, some you wouldn't even know. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm not going to portray this shallow representation mm-hmm. of what, I know better. Yeah, that's why I love. That's why I love Lakeith's character too, because he wasn't like. Like he was like he wasn't like overly like this effeminate or whatever. You know, or like or just a caricature. Yeah. Of what a gay person is supposed like a caricature, like kind of like mocking it without claiming that you're mocking it. Right. So it's like I mean it's 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 interesting to play a gay character to see how people react, but like, you know, I I I I choose wisely or at least I try to. Did they ask you to turn up the flamboyance in an audition or on set? No, actually. Oh, are you talking about uh, Wait, talking early? About? Oh, the gray? Yeah, yeah. No. So, and I, I, I'm blanking on the name of the director. I feel really bad about that because she was great. Uh, her name starts with the N. And I, I wish my computer didn't die. But um, the director was awesome. Like she was amazing. And and from my read, I read it like just a person. I read it like a person. Mm-hmm. And I I just read it 
I did my thing. And they were like, okay, they weren't saying focusing on the flamboyant. Focus on how you feel about this person. And that's like truthful, universal. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. What, if you're gay, straight, bi, yeah. if you like someone, you like someone. It's, it's not like, direction. it's not like, oh, I like you as a boy, so I'm going to be like this, hey, right. or something like that. Like, it's, it's none of that. It's like, how do you feel? Focus on that and, and show the arc of going from hiding how you feel to showing how you feel and mm. losing your, because I, and I guess now that I'm seeing that, I'm, it's, it's, it, we all do that in certain situations like whether you're like in a professional setting or like in a, in a situation where you don't want to show someone how you really feel so you hide it or like you're trying to put on a front or whatever because mm-hmm. i i mean i i i, I mean it's, it's not in the get not not like you know in in this in the context of what the role i was playing but i've had situations where i felt away but i try to play it off sure and it's like whether you're a child a teenager or an adult we all can relate to that yeah mm-hmm. and that's how i approach that's how you approach that's how i approach roles not like oh he's gay so you have to be this unless it's like a comedy and even so i question it it's more so like well, how's this person feeling and how's right. this person hiding how they're feeling sure and then when they're feeling this way how what's the extent of it just like that and he just happens to be or happens to be bisexual yeah mm-hmm. simple as that so that's how I, that's how i approach it but when it's written like, oh, he does this and he has to make out with this guy and he has to do a little stereotype, uh, you, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I don't yeah. care if you're a writer. Like, well, I don't care if you, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not putting you on a pedestal, dog. Like, I know real gay people. You probably do too, but you're writing whatever. Yeah, yeah, ah, I yeah, don't know yeah, about yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's a, it, it can it can cross over to exploitation. It can, just like just like with and not black exploitation, even though that too, because it's in the name. But even the exploitation of black people. Yeah, where it's like. You got all these. No, we're on the podcast right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak on it. You got all like a full like production crew of only white males, older white males, white people, and they're trying to profit off of telling the story of black people, and they've yeah. never even kicked it with black people, and they're on set talking about some like, oh, so what? What do people say to you? I don't know what people say to you because yeah. you don't know because you don't even care enough to yeah. kick it. And then they tell you how to act too. Exactly, and I, <laughs> I and, and that's I can't yeah. say that that's too far fresh from from portraying gay people. Cause I know, had I not known gay people, maybe I'd be a little less sensitive. Right, and, right. But I'm, that's not me right now. That's not the reality. Yeah. Reality is, I know when you know more, you do better. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. You know and you, you, you know the stories. You understand the stories, yeah. the battles. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and it is that it's understanding the battles. Yeah. That that they, that you gotta go through as a, as, as a person, and uh, you know, just being like, if you're the only black person on on set, yo, I'm just gonna say this: whoever's watching, listening. Just be careful. Just watch <laughs> out. Like, don't try to tell like, try to tell black stories if you do not understand their lifestyles. Like, right? Because you will say something smart, and you will say something that's like way left. That's my offense. Somebody, man, and 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 it's it's vice versa too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just gotta be really cautious. We have to really know how to understand each other and tell yeah. each other stories. Exactly. That's interesting. I have written stories with white people, and not only that, but white protagonists. I've written two. Yeah. That's interesting. I I've never really thought about it for myself. If I need to, also police that in me. Well, do you have you kicked it with white people though, right? Oh my god, we, we all we all <laughs> we kicked it with white people. <laughs> I, I mean, how can we not kick it shoot. with white? Right. I'm kidding, white people. I, I I know like I some best friends are white. I have yeah. b- great friends in, in gangs or whatever you want to call it. But also I have plenty of white friends. Mm-hmm. Plenty of spending a lot of time with white people at the crib outside like yeah i was raised around more white people than yeah. black Bro. outside of my family y'all, y'all don't even understand pen pen high school this was this is this is my eighth grade picture and there's one dot and that is me 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. <laughs> so, so it's not it's not the reverse. You're laughing. Huh? So it's like, so look, it's the only it's, that, that that's that that picture tells two stories. <laughs> that, it, it tells two stories. Come at me, man. <laughs> One is that Yo. Vic. Had many like white friends. I have, but a lot also of them. many white, also many white people had Vic as a black friend. Right, yes, absolutely. I was, I was that black friend. That you, was me too. In, you know? in most of where I was raised. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I was that, and you know what's crazy, and that's why I wrote that short that I wrote, mm. um, because I dealt. That's when I started learning um, about how. Uh, I'm not going to say this early. Well, I guess how white. Uh, America views Africans and yeah. African American really different, and oh. how they treat us differently. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of like seeing that it was, you know what I mean? Because I, I, you see it, but you know, at that age, you don't really understand it. And what you, was you your know, analysis? Like, what, which, who gets treated like which, what thing? It, it was like they treated me better than they did um, an African American. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to me, that was like. It was weird. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? It was weird because it's like I didn't understand. I'm like, well, I'm just I'm black. I'm black too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are you trying to say? You know what I'm saying? And uh, it stayed with me for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. And it stayed with me for so long. It was a story that I always had until like a year and a half ago. I decided to write it down and shoot it. Wow. Mm. Because it's like I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't really like talk about or even like you know what i mean like speak about or you know have conversations about but literally that was the first time i was like oh man this is some crazy shit yo i want to see that you know what i'm saying oh i'll send it to you yeah um but you know i was like that's some crazy shit and it's crazy because like us being iusb yeah we were all together black student union pasu you feel me and this is indiana bro yeah you know what i mean like indiana i feel like i feel like indiana even though Publicly or whatever, politically, or if you've never been to any, you don't even know. But they're like, oh, that's, you know, a huge white state. You know, everyone's racist and there's <laughs> corn and that's all that's there. And where there are places where that exists, yeah. where I was, where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we all are like this. Everybody yeah. knows each other's business. Black, white, Hispanic in churches. Everybody Black, white, other. Hispanic in schools with each other. Black, white, Hispanic in, in, in certain kind of like, even Brandy, she, she was involved in Possibly, wasn't she? Yeah, she was Black Student yeah, Union, too. Yeah, yeah Black Union, she's a white girl. But we accepted her. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's like, when, when you come, when you go to certain parts, it's like, it, it just depends on where you're at and what kind of knowledge and what kind of knowledgeability people have around you. Because yeah, But then it's also that background thing. I think it's what you learn from home. Yeah. For, for me, it always goes to that. And I saw that a lot in high school. Yeah. Um, I saw, because my high school was predominantly white yeah you know i think my high school my graduating my graduating class was like a thousand something and probably not even more than 20 were black Mm. you know what i mean so it's like i got to see what what my my peers my fellow white uh students in that same school i'm not i'm not talking about any other school i'm talking about my school Mm. everybody that's listening um i I got to see how they kind of thought what a black person's life supposed to be like right you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know i had i had white people telling me that i'm not black enough yeah, yeah which yeah, was you I know what i'm saying and, and, Bro, and, and i've you know, gotten that too you know and and it was very very weird and and because i mean due to the fact that i was very involved in the arts you know i was in choir i was in show choir and mm-hmm. stuff like that and people were like Man, you're not black enough and i'm like you do realize you're a white person mm-hmm. telling me 
that I am not black enough. Telling that's me, like woke. That's telling like woke. Me, <laughs> telling me I'm not uh, telling me I'm articulate is not, not a compliment. compliment. Telling and me I am not, not really, really black, black is just weird. fucking weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so it was like so f- for me that was like yeah. the thing and and that's when I started really learning this whole uh Here we go. Th- th- this this whole thing like everything would be crazy. Okay. Oh, keep it rolling. So yeah, I thought that was uh that was definitely like uh an eye opening. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that felt like like for me, I needed to, to write something about that just because I just, that's just how mm-hmm. I felt. You know what I'm saying? And um like in the in the in the in the in the film that I that I shot, the short, uh there's 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 a line that says, Well, you're not even black. You like 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 you African, but he's like black black. You know, you do understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, yes, I had yes. those, I had those moments where, like, you know what I'm saying? Where like somebody will come that's new in the school and be like, "Hey, Victor, you see, we got a new black guy." And I'm like, "Yo." Yeah, it's so crazy how people feel that it's their that they just need to categorize. They do. They have to. They just feel like this overwhelming. Need to, I have to be able to categorize in the way that I understand. Yeah. And I and I think it's interesting because I've also fell victim to it. The thing about the white gaze is that we all see it. Yeah. I, I know that in my upbringing, I see it too. Yeah. It's the same reason that I felt the need to categorize myself separate from other black Americans. Yeah. As an as an African American. Like it's it's very interesting how that racism can become i can inherit it yeah you you do you know what i mean but ultimately it's it's with the with the with the exception of like some like partial you know separating of like what kind of culture you might have raised been raised in it it largely amounts to just like racist thought because when people say that you're not really black ultimately they're saying you don't fit my definition of black. Oh, exactly. So, so which probably means that you're too smart. You're too smart to be black, or you're too, you're too articulate, or too, you know, whatever it is, which just reveals their own racist thought in the first place. Yes, it's a form of putting people in boxes, and it's just like and they, they feel do. so justified doing it. They do, and they feel like it's okay. Just you like, know, Tosin, you're an Oreo. I hate that. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, I hate that. What the fuck you mean? What the fuck you mean? I'm an Because not only are you trying to invalidate my blackness, you're suggesting that all the good qualities of me are white. You've like, you, you hit me with two forms of racism. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And that's kind of like prejudice. And that's like you know the box with with black people, the box with gay people, the box with anyone how you, how you think that they're supposed to be, and even like. Years ago, maybe, like, a lot of us are, are guilty of it. I, I know years ago, like 10 or so years ago, I'm guilty of it. I had a friend who I thought was straight just because he spoke, like, regular. And I was, he was like, no, I'm gay. And I was like... You it can't was, be gay. Yeah, not only that, it was like, I'm shocked. I was like, wait, really? Hmm. Because, because your, your, your definition my, of gay was... What, and what was portrayed to me was like, oh, this is what gay is. Oh, it's, it, right. it's this fine boy. And that's why... That's crazy. Yeah, and that's why it's like, the box is like... Limiting limiting this experience, whether it's a gay experience or a gay uh, uh, a life or a gay person or a black person or a black experience to one like stereotype or one like mascot of what you think it is, it, it, it discounts who they really are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, it's, you just have to look at humanity, man. I think 
You know what I'm saying? Like people say, you can't you can't judge a man by by the look of him. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. really can't, and because like people people will show you so many different colors, and 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 the thing that is a beauty that is a beauty about like being human, being a, a human being, is that it's like the person that you think is this way is gonna end up to be like a total different opposite. Yeah. Just because you in the first glance you've already you you've already created his character mm. and we do that as people you know what i'm saying i'm i'm guilty of it now even even if i'm talking about it now i still do that where yeah. it's like you see somebody and it's like you are, you automatically in your head are like oh i bet you this person is like this but yeah. it's like nah bro we can't help ourselves it's i think it's human nature and i think and I think it's a means to protect ourselves also. Yeah. The thing is, we just ha I think we have to actively, not if not fight, actively like train ourselves to try to be less judgmental and more open-minded and more yeah. uh, just aware of the diversity of people's lives around us and, and not try to think that we have to truncate people or put them right. in boxes. I think it's a continued journey, struggle, you know, thing. Yeah. A hundred percent. But what that's and when it comes to these characters, though, that's how I I approach it. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if this is a shallow version and you want a lot of it, I don't know if I can do it because even myself in my journey, like I'm in a certain place where, no, I I'd rather portray something with more depth, right? right? Like 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 not like oh well, this is who they are and this is all they do and this is all they think about. Like, like black people like coffee too. Black people like <laughs> black people like golf. Y'all get coffee from Th Ethiopia, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Black people like <laughs> we like we like anime. We like you know we like you know we like, you know. So yeah, man, man, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Man, this, man, this is this has been such such a great such a great thing. Yeah. Uh, so what's next for you, man? Like, tell the people uh, that you can I'm, talk about. Yeah. Well, I I don't really know. I think I, I I'm. Well, Love Is has a season two coming. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I have a feeling that I'll be back because there's a lot more to tell about that story. Yeah. Um, the Shy is working on season two. I don't know if there's going to be <laughs> more in that or not. And otherwise, I'm just doing the actor game hustle out here, auditioning for a lot of things. I, yeah. I have a couple side projects I'm like working on, like trying to um, produce this uh, short web series. It's a comedy. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also kind of drafting this other idea for um a, a tv show that i would love to create one day so you're constantly writing too i try to be yeah. i i, I, no, you're I had, doing it. i had i had a bit of a drought where i, I kind of wasn't when i first got here just so busy auditioning and stuff but yeah. now i'm trying to get back into like a routine of writing and because yeah. I, I gotta spend that creative energy and and i've and i'm you know i was a filmmaker before i was doing television and film so I, I don't want to lose touch with that side of mm. the side of me. And there are issues that I still want to be able to speak on, which okay. reminds me, I have a film, a short film called on site. I've seen that. You've seen it. Yes. No, I've seen you. You've posted about it. Yes. 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 I've seen, I think it's the preview or something like that. Yeah. Posted? I probably posted the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's out and it's available for free online. If anybody ever wants to watch okay, it, I'll oh, definitely boom. check that out on site site is spelled like vision S I G H T. So mm -hmm. on site, you could search it on uh, YouTube with my name, or Vimeo, or you could even go to onsitefilm.com and find it. Onsitefilm.com. So very much a, a, my baby, and it's about 
police and civilian interaction and it addresses police brutality and race and just the nature of that power dynamic. Yes, that's a definitely, especially in this day of time, it's very important that we tell those stories. Absolutely. And uh, those stories, it's cool to have those stories be being told by um, the black uh, community. Yeah. But also, it's cool to see it being told from the other side because I think we have different perspectives and I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful to show different pr- perspectives and how they portray everything. So, mm-hmm. And that's what makes, kind of what makes mine interesting because it's obviously a black filmmaker creator yeah. myself um but the protagonist is white and it's yeah. a white cop mm. and i guess part of the journey is discovering if he's a protagonist or an anti-hero oh those know? are all good and uh so that's yeah cool. that's cool so do you see yourself like i know you're acting and i know how pilot season and episodic season can get we're getting so many auditions bro Whew, like so many auditions. and i know you saw a taste of it yeah. at the top of this year and even yeah, you man. were yeah so it's, it's like a whole different volume but uh say like I'll give you five, five years. I know, you know, acting's popping off and it's going to pop off even more. But do you see yourself branching more off into directing filmmaking? God, I, I hope so. Yeah. I, I, I've I've been wondering how, s- I, I, I see it happening. I just don't know how soon or how long it'll be. Yeah. yeah. I really want it to. Yeah. I was inspired by the guy who directed the 10th episode of The Shy. His name is Justin Tipping and he's really young. Mm. He's like, he maybe he's two, three years older than me. And he, uh, and that was his first TV show that he was directing ever. That's oh, crazy. wow. Um, coming off of a film that he made that did well, I think it's Sundance, I think, called Kicks. Oh, and he did Kicks? Yeah, he did Kicks. Hmm. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but I've been meaning to see that. I want to see I it. I hear nothing but great things. But I was just inspired by that, and I was like, okay, if he can do that that quick, that young, off of just that. Yeah. Not just as if it's a small achievement. But no, yeah, like, Kicks but, is, no, it's... But, like, that's just proof that the ladder is there to be climbed and it is cl- and the r- rungs are closer together than i thought yeah and that inspires me and, and i hope to be i love uh, some of my you know role models are like wendell pierce and like um who's a better one actually regina king who's like oh dude i love yeah. regina king she's yes still, yeah oh, she's she's still working she's a celebrated actor seven seconds is one of the most important things i think came out yes. this last year and she's yeah. still directing she directed an episode of insecure and she's gonna really she, oh yeah, yeah she directs she directs all over random Yo, seven seconds things. is my joint <laughs> regina king is one of my inspirations in actors like mm-hmm. before it took me a while i mean everyone says will smith everyone says denzel of course everyone of says course. the typical but mm-hmm. regina king yeah like from <laughs> from from friday to, to to the boondocks to seven seconds the i'm just giving like a general like yeah <laughs> yeah and everything in between like she's, she's awesome she's uh, she's that's the kind of yeah uh that's a good use of celebrity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she's inspiring in every facet. She's diversified. And she picks passion projects. Yes. I mean, she's, yeah, she's very inspiring. To Amazing. Me. Oh, sweat. My bad. I was going to attack you, but not <laughs> check your mind. Oh, so you just ask a question. <laughs> what? No, no. You look so scared. Oh, uh, what? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm good, bro. Just a little sporadic. No, cool, cool, cool. So, you look like um, you got really high just for a second just now. I just got, man, this this conversation is getting me high. Yeah, yeah man. It's, yeah, it's, such man. A, it's such an it's amazing. Very, yeah. It's a very, it's a great conversation, but to sit around your peers, um, you know, talking about real shit amazing shit and shit that's important to you it's always it's always a high you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, like we can have this conversation mm-hmm. for five, five hours ten hours yeah, and we should have popped open some bottles you know i'll still i'll literally still be fine and, and i think that's why i'm like 
like having this podcast that we've had have been so amazing, especially to me. I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I know you probably feel the same way. You know it. Because it's like you're talking to your peers, and it's like you don't feel validated, but it's like you just kind of understand each other. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like you understand each other, but not only that, you also learn about each other a little a little more than you know yeah. than than any other day. And it's yeah, awesome to truly. see like young black people getting together in the industry like sitting down and just having a normal conversation absolutely yeah and it's very it's very much needed but anyway i this is my last question to you i don't know if you have another question or not but my last question it's not really a question but it's more like what uh, advice would you give uh to the young upcoming writer director actor um who's hitting blocks who's hitting blocks I mean, the first thing I was just going to say is don't wait and don't wait for permission. Don't wait and don't wait for permission mm-hmm. um, because there's nothing more that I've learned that there's n- there's nothing more I've learned uh, that than the fact that you can learn on the job, like trial by fire. I became a filmmaker just by trying to make films. Yeah. I became a writer just by adding to the bottom of my email sign out Tosin actor writer and then suddenly I had to fulfill that and I just started writing mm. like I, just say it and make it so and the only the only roadblock is your hesitation yeah because it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be glamorous it doesn't have to make money it just has to be you efforting the discipline and when you effort that discipline then you are practicing the craft once you once you start practicing it then things start taking off I think yeah um and the other thing, uh, besides don't wait, because I, I think it's equally important, and I know it's going to sound like I'm contradicting, but study up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, study up. Yeah. I do believe you can study while you're not waiting, but yeah, yeah study up because you don't want to be a fraud. You want to be someone who's secure in what you're doing and also always exploring and trying to see the boundaries of of uh of what you can create and of what you're capable of doing and you and you and you don't need to sit on that you don't need to sit on that just go do it and mm-hmm. go find out mm-hmm. go get into class or don't go team up with some friends and shoot something or don't go sit go go sit and write with some collaborators go do improv whatever it is just get started like the only inhibition is is you and i think i, I don't know i just think people got to gird their loins and just like go and start doing Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, Amazing. thanks for tuning in, man. This has been Thank a great you. episode of the Leaders yes, of Made Every Day podcast. Yes, it has. Tosin, would you mind giving your social media handles and whatnot? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Tosin.Morinfala. Please if spell that. Sp- if you, I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> Tosin is T-O-S-I-N dot uh, M-O-R-O-H-U-N-F-O-L-A. So it reads like Moro Hanfala. It rhymes with Bala, but it doesn't get spelled like that it's so not that simple <laughs> um twitter i'm on tosin mo better but to be honest <laughs> what is even twitter twitter is nonsense instagram I, I on twitter a long time ago yeah like who gives a fuck yeah yeah, yeah. facts facts <laughs> I, I i i literally created twitter on a dare and most of what i do is like one of my friend's comments and then just spout nonsense so instagram is better yeah, <laughs> yeah way better instagram is yeah. the way uh 
We already said in the beginning of the podcast, but you know you got to show the boy love. Cameron Hill is at Stickman Studios, S-T-I-K-M-A-N Studios, S-T-U-D-I-O-S. You know how to spell it. Find him on Instagram. If you need a hardworking engineer, technician, or worker, or just someone who knows what they're doing in the production space, holla. Killer Cam. Vic. Yo, Vic, you can find me at Zulu underscore warrior, Zulu underscore warrior, Z-U-L-U underscore warrior. If you can't spell, I don't know what to tell you. If you, When you look him up, he's going to be the guy with all the abs. <laughs> yeah, with all the muscle and the button-ups. Don't come at me, yo. Hey, for the record, and I'm speaking future talk, uh, muscle and button-ups. I think that's his uh, next uh, <laughs> handle. handle. That's yeah. good. Muscle that's and button-ups. Yo, I like that. Yo, muscle and button-ups. I like that. The ladies will come for Yo, that. you know what? <laughs> Muscle and button-ups. Hashtag, that's Hashtag me. Hashtag muscle and button-ups. <laughs> Hashtag go get yours. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag only the hungry for my boy Jay. Uh, Coach JB. But anyways, it's your boy RJ Walker. You know who it is. I am RJ Walker. I am RJ Walker. IG, Instagram is my play place. Facebook, you know, you already know what it is. You already know how I feel about Facebook. I'm back. And I'll... I'm back. I'll, 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 <laughs> don't get this boy started on Facebook. I'll please. live feed, the, you, know, the, you know, the show. But I don't really... I mean, holler at me if you got some throwback pictures or something. <laughs> but besides that, you know, if you want to talk IG, because you know I'll be in the DMs. Yes, you know, slide. You know oh, no sexual, all platonic. You know, have good convos in the DMs. Don't platonic be, slider. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't. Call me out and saying I'm sliding your DMs. I'm just opening the door. (laughs) But this has been the Leaders of Mayor Day podcast. Yes. Stay tuned. Peace out. Peace.